today on the Keel Podcast. 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 What are we supposed to talk about today? Well, let's think about it. NBA's canceled. NHL suspended. ECHL is canceled. AHL is suspended. Uh, MLS is suspended. Major League Baseball suspended. Minor League Baseball is suspended. Well, it kind of correlates. And then uh, the most, NLL and most Kentucky Derby and Indy 500 inevitably. WWE WrestleMania is going to be inside a gosh darn gym. Uh, what else is there? Uh, NASCAR suspended. Um, I got nothing. Let's bring on Thomas. Sure. Let's do that. Yeah. Thomas! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I am your host, Alex Keel, alongside me, the insider of the insiders, Tyler Keel, but also... Wait, whoa, whoa. I don't Hold get my, I don't, no, I don't get my get pause. No, I get my pause. You got to do the whole breath and what then I get my mean? thing. Because we have important things to talk about. We'll get to the guy in a second. Oh. Tom Brady's not playing for our team anymore. Our team? I don't care about the Patriots. Well, now I don't either, but I guess we should bring in the guy now because he's a more of a football guy than I am probably. So let's bring him on there. Ladies oh, and me? gentlemen. Oh, yes. You, Tom. Yes. Thomas uh, Biondo. Ladies and gentlemen, yes. Yay! It's Tom. See, Alex Bach- Thomas Vincent Beyond. Okay, the reason why Thomas, I love you to death. We like to give you a big intro, but I didn't write the script for Alex to follow to a T this time, so he botched it. What script? I Like I said, I didn't write you a script. <laughs> well, it's okay. I'm going to let it slide this one time. Oh, okay. And there will be no fights, and I will let it slide, and we can we can move forward with our friendship and this podcast from here. Absolutely. Okay, that's so Thomas I think now takes the lead over Harrison Watt for most appearances on the podcast. As it should Listen. be by one. <laughs> it was a, it's a dead heat. It's great. Listen, any victory that I can get, I'm taking. So I'm good with that. There we go. And of course, one of the many things, obviously for me probably the biggest thing about this whole coronavirus taking over is that I'm not down in Dallas tomorrow with this guy for the next 2 yeah. weeks bathing in the sun in Texas and working kind of as well. I yeah, mean, it's, it's sad. I, I guess let's get your point on it. We talked about it in spades about the whole, like what could happen. And then literally after we did our show last week, everything went sideways. I guess sure. where were you getting the idea that it was going to happen sooner than later? Or did you think we were still after um, the ACHA announced that it was going to happen? Like the ACHA national tournament, which Thomas and I were going to be broadcasting. Did you think it was still going to happen, or was it kind of in the back of your mind that this may not go through? Um, I th- it w- I can't remember the exact moment it went into my mind that this is not going to go through, but it but a couple of days before, when I knew it was doomed, was when the NBA canceled their first game because the NHL has a has a history. Um, I can't think of a, for instance, right now, I just remember having this conversation with a couple of different people. The NHL has a history of following the NBA's lead. So as soon as the NBA canceled the game and then postponed the season, I knew the NHL was going to postpone their season. And I knew that that was going to kind of lead to 
if, if that decision didn't come from USA Hockey, then USA Hockey was going to get on board with it. And with the ACHA being part of USA Hockey, I knew that that was going to be the kiss of death. So as soon as the NBA, I, I was, I, what was it? Was it a Wednesday or a mo- was it a Monday that, that they Wednesday. pulled the players off the off the floor? Yeah, the NBA. Yeah, it was because yeah. we. Yep. Um, so when on that Wednesday night, I went to bed thinking, "Yeah, this thing's not going on anymore." And I was, I was just waiting from from then on because, like I said, I just I knew kind of the chain of events that I was waiting for, and the NBA being the first to do it by pulling the players off the floor. And, and again, all of this rightly so. Again, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. I, it's not an, I mean, it's a disappointment that I'm not doing it. But at the end of the day, you know, the, the flattening the curve, and, and I get it. I absolutely get it. I got parents that are over 60, and, you know, that's supposedly, though they're both very healthy, that's, you know, a danger zone. And the last thing I want to do is come back home and, and, and you know, give my parents a hug and a kiss. I love them. And then possibly, you know, give them this, 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 this virus. So I, I get it. And again, I understand it and I understand what they're doing. And though it sucks, it's, it's, it was the right thing to do. And I, I guess my, my experience from the whole thing was Kelly showed me that Tom Hanks had it. And I went on Twitter and then right as I went on Twitter, the big graphic came up NBA spends their season. I think who was, who was the insider is Adrian. Uh, what's his last name? Um, well, Wojnarowski, I believe it's, it's not Wojnarowski. I think it's Wojnarowski. He's got a weird end in there somewhere. Yeah. He was the one I saw that tweet. I'm like, Oh dear Lord, this is it. This is what starts. Here's, here's the thing about that night is the Dallas Mavericks were in the middle of a game when that was um, announced that they were suspending the season. And they kept playing. Well, cause I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you already played the game, so the damage is done. So, well, who was, who did they? Because like the, the the there was the Jazz were supposed to play the Thunder, yeah. And then that the ref game went off on that one. Is is I because there were two games they were both on ESPN and I I, I believe they were both on ESPN and I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna spend most Wednesdays sitting around watching NBA on ESPN, but I I heard about it because that was the talk of it because both of the games that kind of were I believe nationally televised games were the ones that that kind of drew the attention, drew everybody's attention to them. Yeah, so the, the two games that were going on was the Dallas Mavericks game, which, like Tyler mentioned, was it was already in the middle of the game, and they still continued playing, which, funny enough, as after the NBA announced that, um, they had a, a courtside interview with Mark Cuban, the owner of the team, and basically what he said was, well, I'm not an expert on these things, so, I, I mean, really, I'm not an expert. I can't really tell you my opinion on it. So they played the game through... But the reason why they canceled the the Oklahoma game was because this was literally right as the players were coming onto the court. So it was a matter of the players weren't necessarily in the entire environment, I guess. And they, they announced okay. it on the PA system. And obviously the fans were in uproar because they were ready for some Wednesday night basketball. And the, of course. You know, I mean, the Jazz versus Oklahoma, that was going to be a good game, but... That would have been a great game about 10 years ago. Uh, well, no, they're, in I this mean, they're day both and playoff age, it's team a good at this point. Utah's a playoff team? Good. That's, yes. That shows you how much I pay attention to the West. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Donovan, Mitch, Donovan Mitchell and, uh, honestly, the two guys that have it, really leading the charge there. <laughs> yeah, and I, th- I think and that and Gobert are two real good NBA players, so yeah. Right, and I think that was a huge thing too. Was that um, he was tested for it, 
And since he was on the Utah team, they decided to not make it any worse than it could be. So since they already identified the player for Utah and they didn't have one identified for both rosters during the Dallas game, because I can't remember who Dallas was playing. But that, were, I da- can't. Dallas. Oh, gosh. When did, Go ahead, Thomas. The Pelicans? It might have been. Making that up? I, I think it was a divisional the, game. Yeah. I, I want to say the Pelicans, but yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I, um, I, I don't like it, like you were saying. I don't remember who they were playing. I just remember I, and I know one of them wasn't there. Wasn't the official pulled off because to get tested, or was the were the officials just pulled off to say we're not doing this? It was the Oklahoma game. The one of the officials said that they were feeling something. I mean, okay. this, this is what I'm hearing through the pipes. Well, I heard someone sure. went over to the over to the Utah bench to ask where Rudy was. Rudy being. The, the first real case of this, which is pretty much got everything shut down. Right. You, so I, th- yeah. I think that was the head referee that did that, but I think it was one of the, the secondary refs um, that went off to get tested for it real quick because I think he said he was feeling like queasy or something like that. It's, it's one of the weirdest things because then, of course, the next morning, I was probably one of the first people to find out that Thomas and I, the tournament we were going to go do, was canceled because Paul Loudon, our athletic director, he is one of the board members of the ACHA. And I saw him, I was actually talking with Jason Reinald there, Thomas, and he was excited because Reinald thought, you know, he was ready for one last run. He's a senior this year. Yeah, and, he did not look bad in the in the playoff game. Though again, the the playoff loss that that I, I did while you were 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 out is I mean he didn't look bad. A little I mean a little little bit of rust, but I, I still felt, you know, at the time, I thought, okay, he's ready to go. But, but yeah, it just then ended, ended up, you know, obviously not being an issue. Yeah, because Paul told me that, and he's like, hey, we're, yeah, we're not doing it. And then right after that, Rob Harris, because Alex and I are supposed to do women's lacrosse game that weekend, he said, yeah, games are canceled. And then at that point, we're just like, all right, how bad is it going to be? Because then right after that was the Big Ten tournament getting canceled. And yep. then all the other tournaments getting can't basketball tournaments. The, the, the weird ass big East tournament that decided to play a half. Oh my God. Oh gosh. My gosh well, I mean, I, the big Ten was kind of ridiculous too. Cause there was, there was video of both teams being Michigan and Rutgers on the floor, warming up. And you're like, well, <laughs> what, what happened in the, in the 20 minutes between warmups and then the, the time that they decided to cancel the tournament, I, I don't know. That that was kind of a weird day too, but yeah. And then like, a, but that was around noon and, and you know, the NHL, I think at like nine o'clock announced that they had a press conference for once. You knew, you knew what was coming at that point too. Oh, cause as soon as everyone started to fall in place, NHL was like, all right, let's just get it done now. No point of delay. The inevitable. That's yep. kind of the one thing with all the insiders and everything now, like all the announcements. I mean, 20 years ago, the NHL could have, the NBA could have dropped the bomb by themselves on saying how they're going to suspend the season because there's no insider to dis, you know disclose that information. Nowadays, right. everyone can get it out. You can tweet one person gets one tweet, another person tweets another, and boom! All of a sudden, there's thirty. I mean, like Chris Johnson, Elliot Friedman, all the guys I follow, they were already tweeting like it's going to happen. They're going to announce it today, and all of a sudden, like all right, they're just going to announce. Like someone literally tweeted out and said, "All right, they're going to announce it now just to get it over with," just because right. like there's no point in delaying it. Right. No, you're exactly right, and and, and sure enough, it was. Uh, the least kept secret was once again already may very well be known by uh, 1230 before the one o'clock press conference. I know the MLS and NLL got their announcements out, but that's just because, I mean, may as well announce it. I guess, Thomas, the question is, because I know we only got, got you for a few minutes here tonight. 
And we want to make sure we have you on on the St. Paddy's Day edition of the Kiel Podcast. There you go. There's a plug for you. Where, you where nobody can go outside and go to the bar. Hey, yes. Just, you just can still go to Meyer, or in your case, Kroger, you East Sider. You can yep. get your you can get your drinks and stuff like that still. Just Perfect. don't just don't touch anybody. Yeah, that's tough well, tough call at a Kroger or Meyer. But anyway, go ahead. Well also too, I I think it's you're still I don't know if they changed it with everything, but you're still allowed to go to a bar because I think Whitmer changed the ruling that bars and pubs couldn't sell to go alcohol. Now you can to like try to keep them open. Just pick one and go with it. Uh, no, I'm not, right. not going to get political. Not going to do that. Yeah, we don't have time don't. for that on the show. Please don't. Sorry. Um, I guess my question is because I've done a really good job. I started my own Twitch account. I'm going to oh, be broadcasting <laughs> NHL simulations because I have nothing else. What is Thomas Biondo going to do? in this little stretch of nothingness, little stretch. Well, you know, I'm not going to lie and I'm not actually going to do it, but I did for S and G's take a look and I could fly to Vegas Friday, come back Sunday and stay at Caesars for $153. And let me tell you, even though I knew that that would be the most disastrous thing in the world, I thought that could be fun though. So, but I'm not doing that. Um, there will be a fair amount of, of PlayStation four played. Um, there will be a fair fair amount of PlayStation 4. There will be a fair amount of sleeping because I am as lazy as they come. <laughs> um, there will be a, a, a fair amount of reading, I'm sure. And after those four days are up and I do all that stuff, I'm going to just be hoping and praying that this wraps up so we can get some sports back. The, the four, but, I love how you emphasize the four days that everything gets done. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, let's face it. You're, I'm going to go stir crazy. I mean, I mean, you get to mid-April and you want one thing. And you don't have it. And you get to, I mean, even this time of the year, this we should be playing a tournament. It's, the tournament's one of my favorite times of the year. And, you know, it's been the one problem, not problem, but the one knock of on the, the, the Dallas going to nationals is that, you know, you miss two weekends of the tournament, the first two weekends. And that's that's basketball from, from noon to midnight and even beyond. And it, it, it's fun. For a sports fan, it's great. But, um, you know, it, it, it it's we're going we're gonna to be bouncing off the walls come – I think April 1st when, you know, we, we don't have anything like we are now. And yes, I already kind of feel like I'm bouncing off the wall a little bit, but yeah. it's, let, let's get through a couple of weekends because my office didn't shut down. So that's the other thing is that I, I do still get up and go to work. Let's get through a couple of, of getting home at five o'clock on Friday and then not having the tournament to turn on and then the tournament leading into playoff hockey to turn on and watching the, the, the one o'clock, the four o'clock, the seven o'clock, and then the West coast game. Let's, let's do a couple weekends of that. And then things will really get real even more. Jeez. Yeah. No, well, I, don't, I, don't I feel for, that for you. Thomas. Don't forget Thomas. You did not buy your wife, the entire box set to friends. So guess what's been on repeat at the Kuehl apartment for the last week and a half. You know what? That's a, that's, that's a great, I'm glad you mentioned that. I really am glad because I did get through one of the things on my Netflix list. Um, <laughs> I have done that. Oh, what and was that? There, there's a, I, I do have a pretty full Netflix list. So I, I'll probably knock off some of those items too. What was your, what was your first show that you got knocked off there? Well, it, it was the, I see all the, maybe surprising, maybe not. It's actually, I like the, the true crime slash kind of okay. documentary stuff. Okay. Yeah. Ah. So, um, it was the, the key what was it, the trial of Gabriel Fernandez, which I'm not, we're not going to get into cause it's just a depressing ass story, no, but that was not. the, that was the first thing that I, I, I ran through and I don't know what's going to, what's up next, but that's something else that over the course of this non-sports time we'll be doing. 
Hey, there you go. I mean, binge watching some shows. I mean, I already have a list because, I mean, I've got Netflix, Hulu, and Disney Plus that I have to go through. You're which, welcome, you're welcome, and you're welcome. Nice. Uh, first of all, Netflix, not you. Second of Baloney, all, Baloney, it's not me. Disney I paid Plus, for it. Disney Plus, not you. Who's got Disney and Plus? Third of all, Hulu. Uh, we supply you, sir. No. Yes. No. You're, no. You I got no. Over three. Hulu. No. Hold on. I got my own Netflix and the Hulu. That's not me anymore. I have my own Hulu with my Disney Plus, ESPN Plus trifecta account. Oh, okay. Which means I get and to then, watch awful ECAC hockey so why, for the next so month. So why and are you telling me you're welcome to Hulu, how, how, dude? How great is that ESPN Plus trial treating you? Oh right now? Oh my God. No. How I, great I, is that to have your free trial right now? Huh? No. I doing you I, well? No. I had it. I got it honestly when the when Disney Plus dropped because it got all three of them together and it's great because. I got to watch. I was able to watch college hockey and all the other sports, and all the thirty for thirties, like even yeah. the special ones. And I tell you right now, I watched I think three this past weekend. And I, after I cleaned the apartment, I want to make that perfectly clear. I cleaned the apartment for the first time since we moved in here. Good job. It's funny. I was I was actually at, I was at a buddy's house, and we were watching the SEC title game because that was just on ESPN. I think it was actually on ESPNU. And we were like, yeah, sure. We don't know what's going to happen here. Boy, that LSU team sure does look like it could make a run for the national title. <laughs> man, that's Joe Burrow, man. He's got a chance and just other things like that because, I, again, what the hell else are you going to do? Well, you know what, Thomas? I mean, I know we were talking about how we're going to shoot the stuff here today, but they did announce one of the things that's going to stay scheduled as is, obviously under certain different circumstances, the NFL draft. And we talked about a little bit just a second ago, me complained. Tom Brady's going to move on from the Patriots, but the Detroit Lions, your team, I guess, you, I guess I can say our team now because I am, I'm, I was never a Patriots fan because of the Patriots. I'm a Patriots fan because of Tom because Brady, of Tom Brady. Sure. So now I'm back. To, so now I'm back to, I'll cheer for whatever team Tom Brady is. I don't think as so the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah. I was going to say, go get that Tampa Bay Bucks jersey. Well, which is, which is ironic. Get, get the, the skull and crossbones hey, flag. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. I picked them to beat the Raiders by that badly that Super Bowl that one year. And guess what? Thought they you were going to do it again. Dude, you were like nine. So I don't know if you really want to take credit for that. But anyway. Anyways, enough about my actual. I was like seven. By the way, or seven. I was eight. I was eight. Anyways. Whatever you got to tell yourself to sleep well. Anyways, mm-hmm. Thomas, what do you think the Detroit Lions are going to do? I'm going to send this to a football podcast. and Maybe pro football talk. And we'll get live on that one. Oh, sure. Because okay. Thomas has um, great insight on the NFL. So based on the first 48 hours of free agency, I don't care what they're going to do because they're an awful organization that has no idea what they're doing. And I don't like them anymore because they're stupid heads. I I just, I don't understand what the free agency plan was. I I don't understand of giving $50 million to a guy that basically couldn't crack the Eagles starting lineup. Um, I understand that they have two all pros at at tackle. I don't care. You don't give $50 million to somebody who basically started, I think it was the number I heard, 20 games in the last four years. Something silly like that. Then you're going to go out and you're going to give your backup quarterback three point point something million per year when I, I don't really understand what was the point of that move where I don't think, listen, if Stafford's done, you're not winning anything anyway. So go with Driscoll for another year. And if, if Stafford gets hurt and then if Stafford gets hurt one more year, then, you know, you need a full blown quarterback. So that move didn't make any sense to me. And then who, who is the other Jamie count? Stop signing Patriots. What, 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 what is this? I mean, seriously, you're going to sign a 30 old linebacker and then release Devon Kennard. So you decided that Jamie counts newcomer because he was a Patriot. It's going to be better than the guy that was in your system the last two years. 
I just, I, it's so frustrating. They're just so frustrating. They're so annoying. They're so frustrating that it, you know, Lions fans normally had the ability to, well, you know what? At least we won the off season or we feel like we have the off season. We're like, well, you know, if things go, you get the high voice. Well, you know, I don't, I don't even feel that this year. Um, I'll answer the question because you asked it. I'm going to answer it. What do I think they're going to do in the draft? What they should do, what they should do is trade down. I said every fan of every team in every city, and I get that. But it would just seem like until this quarterback shuffle gets worked out, um, I feel like somebody's going to still really want Tua. And I, I feel like that would be the move, is to trade down with somebody who wants to move up to get Tua, um, get your extra draft picks, and then go from there. If not, I would like to see one of the three defensive players. And there's really one at each level where you have Derek Brown, the, the, the defensive tackle from Auburn, Isaiah Simmons, who I guess technically would be considered a linebacker out of Clemson, or Jeff Okuda, the corner out of Ohio State. I'm going to send this to Pro Football Talk. That's a good one. This is going right on NFL Network. Thomas well, Biondo, NFL Insider. Well, I mean, it's... it's <laughs> Is it years of just hating the team <laughs> or loving the team, but then seeing stuff like this? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, it just seems to make the most sense because you let snacks walk and sure you got the, the uh, what was it? Nick Williams, Nick, uh, the guy from the bears yeah, who may be coming into his own. Okay. But you know what? You let Asian walks or Asian isn't resigned. I don't know if he's for surely not going to resign, but Asian's not here and snacks is gone. So you need two replacements at defensive tackle. Even if you're going to a three, four, you still need to need two D tackles to rotate. So that keeps Derek Brown in the mix to Brown or uh, Davis. And now uh, what's his name from the Patriots, the uh, Collins. Okay. That's three linebackers. Simmons can play any position in the, in the defensive backfield. So that's why you get somebody like that. He doesn't have to just be a linebacker, safety corner, whatever. And then of course, Okuda if they end up trading slay, which they seem hell bent on doing, which hopefully that's dying down. And they realize that would be dumb. You're either going to draft Okuda to replace slay, or you're going to draft Okuda so that you have slay and Okuda on your opposite corners with Coleman back in the slot and a warrior as your fourth cornerback. And you actually have a position that looks good. So any one of them can you can make the argument. I'll be happy with any one of them. I'd be a lot happier with any one of them at five, which means they pulled off a trade with the Dolphins mm-hmm. and got maybe eighteen along the way or something else. But uh, if they don't pull that trade off, uh, then I'd like to see one of those three go at three. Even though I think three is high for pretty much any one of them. Like I said, I love them. I love them so much more at five than I do at three. But you know, you're not going to make a dumb deal or. You're not going to make a deal if there's not one there to be made. So you, right. that's that's what I want to see. That's a really good take you got there, Thomas. Now, my question for you as far as the Detroit Lions go is, are you on the wagon of hashtag sell the team? You know, I'm not. and, and it, I'm not because I think, okay, so first of all, I'm not because I think the bigger issue is William Clay Ford. And he had loyalty issues. There's no doubt. Barca Ford has has gone through a couple of different regimes. I would have liked to her to pull the plug on this regime. I think that they are trending to be terrible. So I don't think that they're going to get all that much more time. 
So I think that the next year, I, next year will probably be the end of it anyway, unless they smart ma- start making some really good moves. But when you really look at it, they've kind of, it, it's not from lack of trying, you know, Miriuchi couldn't miss. He missed, you know, for all of millions, millions failures, John Lynch is doing the exact same thing and he's nailing it in San Francisco right now. You know, they tried coordinators. They've tried defensive line coaches in, in Marinelli trying to bring him up. They had, you know, Mike Martz with Mariucci again, that couldn't fail. And it did. They've done, you know, Jim Schwartz, the coordinator coming up, Jim Caldwell, who, you know, stoic and in Schwartz was firing brimstone and Patricia's from the Patriots and Quinn's from Seattle that, you know, they, they, they are the Quinn's from the Patriots too. I'm sorry. They've tried everything. <laughs> it's, so if it's going to be a, 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 a get rid of the, you know, hashtag sell the team. It's more just out of, are you cursed? <laughs> are you the Cubs? Are you just, just no matter what you do, you're not going to, it's just not going to happen under you. Although I, you know, along those same lines, I heard that, you know, there was the same thing with the Roonies. In in Chicago, uh, where were the Rooneys? Is this Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh are the Rooneys, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. Yes. That, 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 you know, Pittsburgh, you know, they were in the league long before they got to that first Super Bowl. So I, and then they won three Super Bowls in, in what, four years or whatever it was. So I think it was four in the 80s, but you're four in the 70s, but yeah. That, oh, it definitely was. Yeah, because of Bradshaw's four. So I mean, is it just, it, you're, you're, it's sell the team until you win it and then prove you can win it? I mean, the Hunt family is one of the most well-respected football families out there. And, you know, the Chiefs went 50 years between Super Bowl appearances. So I I have a real tough time going up to ownership. They're up against the cap. What do you want from your owners? You want them to, to spend money. Well, guess what? The Lions are right there in the middle of cap and spending all their cap space right now. Right. You know, you don't want them to cut corners. You don't want them to... to, to to over enable, which again, I think William did, but I, I've seen some stuff that says that Martha won't. And so I'm on a no for now, if they go three and 13 and somehow these guys are brought back, then yeah, I, I, then, okay, please, 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 please anybody by the team, but I'm going to be patient for one more year with her. One more year. All right. All right. This I'll is me, it. Tyler Kuehl of the Kuehl Podcast, reminding everyone tuning in here right now, if you're just joining us, that this is a hockey show. However, we asked Thomas about the Lions, and that's what we get. Uh, no. Great taste. Oh, yeah. All right. I mean, seriously, I mean, it's no, it, I, I, it's, I mean, I love hockey. I love football as much as hockey. I mean, the two are neck and neck. It's, I mean, they really are in my world. So if you, you want to go down the football road? I'll go down. I'll, I'll travel down the football road it, with you. It's funny because I love doing games with Thomas. Because if we had mics on us, obviously not for the broadcast, because we there's a couple words that go in between periods, mainly just me. But during football season, it's great with Thomas because if we do a game on a Saturday or a Friday night, getting ready for the weekend, I'll mention something in football, mainly Michigan, because like I said, Lions I've kind of been able to walk away from because I've had Tom Brady winning with the Patriots. So we talk about Michigan football. And we will just, and Thomas will just go off. Yeah. And, and he's the reason why I asked Billy McSween these questions. And if you ever want to do that, just go on the Davenport, the Dan website and go to any Bill McSween interview I've ever done or Thomas has ever done. And it's just him and I talking about anything but hockey. Yeah, we okay. got, we got to get our non hockey question in there. And we, we got it. We, we started something. Now we got to follow through with it. Oh yeah. yeah. And so I know Thomas, you're a busy man. Got some stuff to do tonight. 
Yep. So we will let you go. We appreciate you coming on here because, like, you know, like we needed someone else to talk about, you know, this whole thing on a bob. And I seriously, I'm going to cut this football takeout because someone's got to want. What's the 97 one guys out there? What's the big ticket uh, show out there? Yeah, that's uh, there's uh, they they're they're they they have a monopoly on it. So they got it. They got the radio covered from six to six. They got three. They got the, the morning drive. The afternoon and the evening drive. So who, who's the who's the big show out there? Who do I have to tell? Uh, probably Mike Valenti, even though God, I hate that guy. But yeah, yeah, he's probably the big show. The one that he's the one making the big big money. He's the the afternoon drive, the drive home. That's the big segment uh, of radio. That so makes I, I would say he is. All right, I'll tag him in this. I'll clip it and I'll be like, Hey, listen here. This you want some <laughs> real talk, Thomas Biondo. Well, thank Detroit. you. I I appreciate that. Out of St. Clair Shores, Michigan, Thomas yeah. Biondo. Well, look at you, and you remember my my city. I'm impressed. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. It's hard forget to uh, forget our city because it's the second biggest city in the state. No, what's it, it? Yeah, no. Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids is the second big second biggest city of the state. No, yeah, I wouldn't say so. I would say it's third. No, Lansing's smaller than us. Lansing is wider. No, I'm talking like population, People. like popularity. When you say Michigan, you say Detroit. All right, what's second? Uh, Grand Rapids. Unless they know the state capitals by heart. Mm, fair. Anyway, right. I'll allow it. All right. Yeah, this 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 this, this debate. I, I want to tune in to listen to you guys have that debate in the next segment. All right, we'll let you Mich- go. Size of Michigan cities. Go. All right. Well, we need All something right. else to talk about because there's no <laughs> hockey to talk about anymore. I take that challenge, sir. But there you go, Thomas. Thank you for coming on, man. We'll probably talk to you again because let's be honest, we, we need we need we need other people to talk to, or else him and I are going to kill each other because there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> My and, pleasure. I look forward to, it and I want to keep you both alive. So anytime. All right, Thomas. We'll talk to you later, man. Very good. Take care, guys. Yeah, bye now. Bye bye. And that was Thomas Biondo. Thomas. Yeah. I was giving that for Katie's sake, not for you. Well, I mean, I mean, someone's got to do it. Anyways, by the way. You guys need to hit the nail on the head. Adam Schefter just reporting that they will announce the signing of Tom Brady tomorrow with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wait, they're going to announce the signing? They're going to announce it tomorrow. So pretty much what they're trying to do is they're trying to they're, like, oh, well. Wait, because you just read it a second ago saying that they were expecting to. Well, now I'm Read screaming. it word for word. All right, where is it? Dale Arnold. Dale Arnold of um, out of Boston, host of Bruins Games on, on Nesson. And co-host on WEEI, WEEI, big sure, whatever, uh, which is apparently a big sports station in Boston. The news, the news, the news. Ninety-three point seven WEEI FM, and he announced that they're going to say they're going to announce it tomorrow, signing Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, officially, officially. So pretty much saying it's going to happen. <laughs> and then who is it? The world oh my and God. our good friends at the World Hockey Report. By the way, they Dude. still haven't gotten to me at the. Um, podcast best of yeah, best of seven tournament i thought about doing a hockey podcast best of seven tournament you know having certain podcasts go up against that anyways you and what army <laughs> world hockey reports army that's who uh they said they tweeted just about a few minutes ago while we we're talking to thomas he said i guess tweet quote tom brady's signing with tampa bay is the equivalent of Sidney crosby signing with the panthers or the blue jackets in free agency yeah no, I wouldn't say yes. so. No, it's different. You want to no, know why? No, you want to know. It's different. No, you it's want to know no, why? no, Tampa sucks. No, because different conference, diff, different division. They Tampa, still suck. Tampa Bay is in the NFC East, whereas Florida, the Panthers, at least the Panthers are in the same conference, and the Jackets are in the Metro with Pittsburgh. Here's the thing. So it'd be like if Sidney Crosby signed with Dallas. No, actually, no, that'd be, oh gosh, that'd be lethal. Here's the thing. Arizona. Sidney Crosby, it's, Arizona. You're thinking about it. 
way too deep. It's not about conferences. It's not about who's going to be playing who during the year or during playoffs. No, it's about uh, so you're giving up. At least when Peyton Manning left, he went to the Broncos. At least when Brett Favre left, he went to a pretty decent kind of at the time Minnesota Vikings. No, he went to the Jets. Brett Favre? Remember, he went to the Jets first, that one season. That was the year Tom Brady blew out his ACL. He had his ACL blown up, remember? Jets weren't bad at that time. Well, Tom or Brett Favre made him bad, but that's what happened. It was a one-year deal, and then he went to the Vikings where, that was all. It was better than it could have been. Yeah, they were one. Dri- still, they though. were one drive away, and then he threw an interception. This is it, Detroit man. This is the Super Bowl. <laughs> I still love that call. I digress. I love that call. This is a hockey podcast, by the way. If Dude. you want us to tell us how much you like us doc- talking about non-hockey stuff, though, hashtag the Heel Podcast at the Heel Podcast on Twitter at tjku29 on twitter for him and all of his twitch stuff and whatever just My, please just talk to him so i don't have to please. i hit 10 viewers the other night i'm zappy 10 great or maybe it's 10 views i don't know whatever the i one is is there's because there's the part there's the the person icon the, and the eye icon the eye icon is who's watching okay i hit 10 like it's on their screen oh well i hit at one point i had 10 total i had 10. good job you should keep it up and make money off it I know. I'll be honest. I'll, I'm serious. I'm going to have to do... I'm going to literally do broadcast because I, I, I got to do something. You're checking your watch. What's up? I'm just thinking about all the time that you talk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. You talk so much. Well, That's why we do the podcast. Well, here's the thing. So I thought about... Let's Dude, look. just take a break from the talking. Thomas, he's like, yeah, I'll read a book. I have been read on the book. couch with my wife for the last three days. <laughs> so then read a book. Don't sit next to her. Like if she's watching TV, just sit in your room. Read a book. It's Chill very, out. It's very lonely in there. So light a candle. I, honestly, Turn I want to put a futon in here because then it'd be a lot more comfortable. It's just weird sitting in bed, you know? It's, for me, it's weird just, just sitting in bed. I don't reckon so. That's why whenever Kelly says, you know, complains about me leaving clothes on the floor, I'm never in the bedroom. I'm in the bedroom when I wake up and when I go to sleep. Nah, that's just because you're gross and you're lazy. Well, because I'm never in there. You literally, I'm looking at a laundry hamper right now. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, the fancy one I got in the registry? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. And you know where it is? It's in your office. Because I put have that, one in my room. Put that thing in your room. So I have and two. Use it. So we have three laundry hampers for two people in the room. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Whatever. So, it, so I just rotate two of them. I have one what, for dirty clothes, one for clean clothes t- I haven't folded yet. Whatever it takes for you to like put the stuff away. But back to Tom Brady. I am laughing because all the, all the Tom Brady fans are like, oh, I'm rooting for the Patriots because of Tom Brady. Apparently, Katie is. An actual Patriots fan. So I don't know how Like an actual fan or like a... Like an actual Patriots fan. Because so Josh Tesler, I had on the show a couple months ago, right around when Sheldon Keefe was hired. I had him on. He's from... He's born in Montreal, but he grew up in Boston. That's funny. Patriots fan, but he's... It's funny. He's a Leafs fan, born in Montreal, living in Boston, but he's a Patriots fan and a Red Sox fan. Don't ask. I've never asked him. I don't need to know. However, Ray Bork's favorite player, still a Leafs fan. I don't know. He's obviously in a little distraughtness. 
distraughtness. Making that distraught. a word. He is distraught. He is a little distraught. He is distraught about how Tom Brady is leaving the Patriots. And so... Do you blame him, though? I would be, too. Because, I mean, he's been there for 20 seasons. They said the same thing about Peyton Manning. As soon as they found out he wasn't going to play there, oh, it's done. Peyton Manning's done. Same thing for Brett Favre. I'm looking Football to see... Football quarterbacks. Looking to see right last now. Last over 10 years have that weird thing where anyone oh. will sign them. It's that weird thing. If Drew Brees couldn't hack it anymore, bet you 10 bucks right now, Chicago Bears would pick him up. If who? Sorry. Drew Brees. If Drew Brees didn't hack it anymore in New Orleans, somebody else would pick him up. Yeah, because Chicago needs a quarterback. I'm just talking about the NFL specifically has that weird thing where if a quarterback lasts more than 10 years, anyone will sign them. Anyone. The Lions will play, according to, because I'm reading CBS Sports, this is one of the things they posted in December. Here's a, in their, their articles. Now, obviously, the schedule not official now because obviously a lot of stuff going on. The CBA changed, longer schedule, more play, stuff like that. Here's a look at the regular season home and away opponents for all 32 teams. One of the teams the Lions will play next season will be the Buccaneers. It's a home game, though, so it won't be in Tampa, but regardless. So no. what you're telling me is Tom Brady is going to be at Ford Field in a and, buck sweater. And the Bucks do I'm not... I'm sorry, I can't call it a sweater. A Bucks jersey. Yeah, sweaters for hockey and kits for real football and then American football is jersey. You, no, there's real... No. Anyway, you can't call it real football. Buccaneers do not play the Patriots, which only means next season, in 2021, they will play the Patriots. That is if playoffs don't work out. The Bucs are not going to make it to the Super Bowl. It's the Bucs versus the Patriots. It was meant to happen. In the Super Bowl. No, that's not going to happen. One year you have Kansas City versus who? San Fran. Really? You know, you know the one that's in a complete and utter shutdown right now? Like, just that one. Yeah. Okay, let's be honest. Jimmy Garoppolo was not going to win a, win them a Super Bowl. No. Had they, not, thought. Had they not thrown the ball, they would have won. Uh, I'll say that. The run defense for the Kansas City Chiefs, though, was pretty good. They were better than the teams that the Niners played. We're going to a lot of football today, aren't we? We're, it's talking, we're talking sports. We're talking even sports. though I was told before I even started driving here, we were going to be shooting stuff and talking stories. Shooting stuff? No, I know. Stuff. I know. But, I mean, there's nothing to talk about as far as hockey goes. Okay, you know what? Let's switch it to hockey before we get into stories. Tyler. Hello. The NHL has not canceled the season yet. Therefore, there's still hockey to be played and there's still a Stanley Cup to be awarded. Yes. Pull up the current standings with the wild card picture, please. And thank uh, you. I, I honestly, I was, I was hesitant because I really... It's weird because I care, but I don't care. See, but I want to think about it, though, for a hot second, even if we just take maybe like 10 minutes on this. All right. This was posted by NBC Sports because this was the 24 playoff system that they would have. With updated teams? This is the current standings as of March 16th, so yesterday. Okay, perfect. This is a concept that was brought up. The first time I heard it was 
Elliot Friedman on the Thirty One Thoughts podcast, and he, he, I think he actually published it on his in his Thirty One Thoughts. By the way, if you if you don't listen to him, you're please, an idiot. Please, no, you're not an idiot. You just haven't gotten there yet. You are missing out. Go look up Thirty One Thoughts podcasts on all of your podcast stuff, except for like the kind of niche ones. And then also, if you can, pay attention to his weekly blog. Elliot Friedman is a bona fide hockey genius. He he truly is the insider to the insiders, um, well-respected around the world of hockey. He brought up the idea on the show and in his thoughts, the 31 thoughts, but it's, yeah. about the 24-team playoff system. Yes. So, obviously, you're pulling it up here because I don't have my laptop out. But from what he said, if I remember correctly, the 24-team system is basically to try to balance out all of the lost points that someone who that a team that could possibly have gotten the wild card picture it it would, it would basically make up for the lost time for them and give them a chance at a playoff spot even if they were not in the wild card picture previous to the suspension okay so how it would be the first 3 teams of each division would get a buy in the pl- in the playoff round, and then it'd be wild card versus non wild card team, wild card versus non wild card team, and you'd have that for um, both the east and west because there's two wild card spots too, and then you'd give two out to right because three 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 that's twelve. So right now it'd be looking at the way it's described as it'd be nine through twelve, nine plays twelve, ten plays eleven, and then. The second round of playing games would be whoever makes it out of those would play in a best of three. Let me make sure here. So nine would play 12, 10 plays 11. So and those a, are best of three series, correct? Or is that just one game playoff? I think around a playing game. So maybe you'd see maybe a one game series and then you'd see Carolina play the lowest seed. Columbus play the highest seed remaining. So for the wild card, like how they do in Major League Baseball. Right. And so it'd be interesting. I, I'll i be honest, Alex. As much as I'm always like, hey, let's get to the stuff at hand and stuff like that, I, I don't know. I think what – because here's the thing. We don't know how long this will last. We there, don't there know. There currently is no timeline on it. Yes. We don't know if it will even happen. There is a great chance that Austin Matthews, who's on the pace for the greatest goal-scoring season in the history of the Toronto Maple Leafs, could be wasted. Not wasted. Well, then you're it, saying I he mean, won't pass. He won't pass Rick Vives. He won't pass. He won't be Rick Vives' record. What I'm trying to say, he won't hit 50 goals. He could do he, it next year. Well, you know, what I'm saying though, like this may be. Well, it's a you don't know exactly. You don't know what's going to happen next year. And don't forget, he's missed time this season, and he's still going to hit that possibility. So he would, if he would he pass the record. More games this next year, he will do it. Well, obviously, it's all kind of, you know, considering all the facts. But as of right now, well, I guess the only other thing to really talk about in terms of hockey, in terms of, the, you know, obviously the COVID-19, QMJHL cancels their season. So pretty much puts the Memorial Cup in jeopardy. That's really all that's left. I know the ECHL. I'm not going to, you know what? I, I was thinking about during this week, Alex, tearing into the ECHL. Why? Because when they canceled their season, they're not they're as of Monday this week, so yesterday the sixteenth, they are no longer paying their players. And these are players that get paid on a weekly basis. 
And the average salary, Chris Johnson was nice, kind enough to report that is about $600 a week. That's the average. Obviously, there's higher end and lower end players because I think the rookies minimum gets 450 in the ECHL. It was about 300. Still a bit. It was 300 when I played. And yes, housing is free for the rookies unless you want to have your own place and you have to pay for your own, obviously. But my pro- I mean, my thing was, was that the ECHL canceled their season, but the league is not going to try to help them out, help out these players that kind of rely on that. But well, here's how I think about it. I should come up with a sound submit. Here's what Alex thinks. What's Gibby? What's Alex thinking about? <laughs> I must say, what's Gibby thinking about? Thank God. This is great. It's over. You get to rest? Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. We're doing 55 shots, not in hockey, though. Let me tell you. Hey. Welcome to St. Paddy's Day, everyone. Home of Tyler's obsession with the Irish car bomb. It's not an obsession. It's it's obscene. Oh, obscene. That people do that. And also, it's offensive. Okay, Letterkenny. Hey, I didn't do an Irish hand grenade. I didn't do that, though. Either way. But... You you look at what's going around, especially in the NBA, with players like Zion Williams, Williamson, excuse me, and others paying the staff, the, the part-time staff, or creating a fund that would pay them for you know all the lost income that would, they would get from the games. But then you look, scr- you scroll down a little bit further down the uh, the story on your phone. And you see that there's a list. Now, I think the list has diminished of all the NHL owners or general managers that are not paying those staff. So as of right now, like Ottawa announced, Eugene Mellick announced today that they're going to take care of the part-time, the arena staff you're talking about there, Alex, the arena staff. We're moving on from the ECHL. We kind of hit, we just kind of yes, changed I'm, I'm talking about staff that would be in working the games for the NBA, NHL, Whoever. I think Toronto started that last week. And they made the announcement for all MSL, MLSE, like part-time Team Toronto. For, Team Toronto. Yeah. And Calgary was the big one because Vancouver had kind of gone in. Edmonton sort of. Van- Calgary was the one that was kind of holding off. But don't forget, Calgary and the Flames and the city and the government in the city, excuse me, have just had this butting head nonsense, just bashing you know each other because obviously the arena deal – was, you know, we want the city to pay for it. Well, you got to pay for some of it, but the city's got to pay for it, and blah, 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 like taxpayer money. And eventually, finally, they came to the conclusion of 50-50. Now, there was a lot of whispers that the Flames, the Flames organization, Scotiabank Saddledome, was not going to pay the arena workers. And I granted, yes, at the time when the first thing, everything went down about the suspension of the seasons, there were people like, well, they can still make their money later. Well, now we're looking at that point of, I mean, it's not the concept of they may play later. It's the concept of what about now? A lot of those folks that worked there, I met a guy when I was in the GLI. He'd been working for the Detroit Red Wings and Olympia Entertainment, who is the main supplier of the employees on game nights from the Jolas until now, had been working there for about 45 years. Like, that's their job. I mean, that's not their main job. They have other part-time jobs, but that's their big moneymaker working for a big organization like that. You're working at a Scotiabank Saddle Dome where it's the Flames. I love the rough next to death, but they don't bring the same money as the Flames do, okay? That is their thing. 
So having them not pay for them, or at least not compensate them, is kind of uh, kind of a low blow. So there was a GoFundMe page coming out for it. There's been a few GoFundMe's obviously around, but the big one was to support the workers of the Scotiabank Saddle Dome, whether it be for Flames games, Roughnecks games, concerts, what have you. But finally, as of yesterday, I heard reports came out that the fl- that the teams and the folks in the Scotiabank Saddle Dome ownership buckled finally, finally buckled and are going to help out the arena workers. I just, I'm glad that a lot, and I love how Mark Cuban was the first one. Mark Cuban, Mr. Boisterous, controversial at times, infamous at other times, was the first one to say, we're going to take care of him. Day one, literally hours after the announcement by the NBA, we're taking care of him. That right there set the tone for the precedent for the entire sports world, major sports, whether it be baseball, hockey, even the National Lacrosse League. Everyone's trying to help out even the folks at Mercy Health Arena here in Muskegon, they're trying to help them out. People at Van Andel are getting helped out. Everyone here is realizing that that's it, and it's trickled down, and it's trickling down for the good. Now, here's my take on this. There are arenas that are owned by the teams. There are... Okay, or mainly housed facil- by the teams. Facilities. Yeah. No, no, no. There are facilities that are owned by the teams. So, for example, um, West Michigan Whitecaps... Around here, single A baseball for you folks that are single, not a, here. single A affiliate of the Detroit Tigers. They own Fifth Third Ballpark. Yep, they own it. Nobody else. Yep. So if they, which I'm pretty sure they already are working on it, I haven't talked to anybody over there. But I'm going to call Mike for you. No, I can talk to Mike if I want to. I know him better than you do at this point. I went to school with him for two years. Yeah, but you haven't worked with him though. I did work for I did work with him. Him and I were in the school at the same time. We both were student workers, athletic event staff. Not like I did. But I can You're right. He's the one that yelled at you. Never yelled at me. Should have. Never. <laughs> he should have. Um Mike Gepsey don't. Boston Bruins fan. Nice guy other than that though. Also worked for the St. Louis Cardinals. Also worked for the Boston Bruins. Great guy. But they own Fifth Third Ballpark, so therefore if they if they wanted to do something like this, they would take care of their own staff. Grand Rapids Griffins, on the other hand, they are a tenant of Van Andel Arena. Correct. Grand Rapids Drive are a tenant of the, the of the Delta Plex. So people, I mean, because people are talking to me like, "Hey, you're a student employee. Like, w- like you work for Davenport University and uh, as a student. Like, what does this mean for you? Like, you work for sports. Mar- you do sports marketing stuff. There aren't any more sports to market. Like, like what's your what's your plan? Because the NCAA canceled both their winter and spring. If you've lived under a rock and where are your only sports stars, first of all, why? Second of all, yeah. NCAA's canceled everything. Yeah, all everything has been canceled through March first. No, or May first. Well, this the spring championships have been canceled. Everything, a- everything's for, been canceled. Yes, yes for NCAA, yes. NAIA, I think is following suit. They, they initially at first, it, but then it the already seat. has. They, yeah. There's just no official. After the seat, well. Quick thing here. I'll let you get back. I was going to write a piece on how the NCAA jumped the gun on that front. But then the CDC came out with the report that, yeah, don't go outside. Yeah, all the people that in- you included who said, people are jumping the gun here. It's like, then, dude, shut up. And then the CDC came this out is, I'm like, okay, because I was going to write an article. I was going to write it. This is more than basketball. This is more than hockey, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, whoever. It's more than sports. Right. Best quote I've heard. And you know what? I completely agree. I get it. It's more than sports. But, but, but I just, people at are the asking time, me, and I have, you know, fellow student worker employees asking me, hey, what happens to us? Like, whether it be um, op staff, 
um, marketing staff, whoever it is, SID staff, they're like, what do we do now? It's like, well, I'll tell you one thing. It's not like you can get a job somewhere right now. There's two options. Either you, actually, no, three options, really. Either you work from home best you can, like for me, which, by the way, that got shot down just today. No longer working from home. Beauty. Until things start back up because we're trying to do some summer stuff. Sorry, so, Ryan and I talked about stuff. Anyways, so yeah, that's one option for everyone is to try to work from home. If you can't, you can't. The second one is whoever employs you trying to basically pay you for what you would be doing. So for like student workers, it would be going through the semester and basically paying them an hour, an average. 10 hours a week, probably. Uh, if it that. depends on what you averagely, you work on average. So I obviously work a lot more than somebody else, so I would be paid more. Because I get, I get paid for 28 hours a week, quote unquote. I'm doing sure. quotes on that. So that's two things. Or the third thing is, sorry, you're out of luck. Now you get nothing. Which is unfortunately a lot. Of people, not just in our, not just in the sports industry, everywhere, everywhere. Food places are only they are only allowed to have three people on staff at a time. Now this so is it, now, wait, is this is this national or is this just Michigan? I don't know if it's necessarily national, but as of right now, Michigan, you only had allowed to have three people. People that are lining up doing the, uh, getting the to go from Papa John's or. McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. There's three people there. It's a manager, a cash register person, and a cook. That's it. And that manager is probably at work in the, you know, cooking, the fryers, sta- yep. cooking station as well. Yep. Because that's everything is being shut down. For all the people that are like, well, if I mean, I'm, I've heard so many stories of people literally called me, calling me late at night, saying, "Hey, my parents are asking me." since I work for the university, what's going on? And they're telling me to get a new job, but nobody else is hiring. What do I do? Because they're, they're, they're like freshmen, like student workers. And I tell them, I'm just like, there's nothing. U- university's trying to work on figuring something out, whether it be just for people that live on campus, for you know everyone, including commuters, or whether or not they're just, they, they can't do it. Right. So it, it, it literally is affecting everybody. So unless you work in food, retail currently, even though food and retail, those are people are getting let go. Planet Fitness has already started letting people go. I know like Panera has let people go just because if you only are allowed to have three people, you're not going to have, you know, 20 or 30 staff. Yep. So everyone's hurting. Everyone's hurting, and the best quote that I could run with is actually from Katie. It's just, just people need to keep their heads about them. Yep. Just and need it, to keep your head up. Go take things day to day because we, we're finding out so much more day to day. I mean, Pete, there's, there's been reports that the United States will be Italy in three weeks. It, it's, it can be reported that things will be okay in a month this could be a three to four month process of just people being inside the 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 entire country is going to go into a recession and people are going to be unemployed and what does this mean for the world and just yeah they take things day to day it's it sucks it's going to be hard 
there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be cabin crazy, cabin fever. But if that's the case, you're not allowed to be grouped together. But if you can, maybe just take a walk down the street. Do whatever you can to try to cope with this because this really is not only a disease that affects each person on the bodily level, but this is going to take everyone on a mental, this is going to be a mental strain on everyone. Right. So that's why find healthy coping mechanisms. Don't just go to like alcohol or drugs or whatever, which by the way, um, for those things, you're going to have to go outside anyways. Right. Healthy alternatives, healthy coping mechanisms. Just You just got to do what you have to, to keep your head about you and keep your, keep your eyes clear. Keep your eyes clear, eye, your ears open, and just be receptive to what's going on. Because people, everyone's going to have to make sacrifices. And how, how does this apply to sports? How does this apply to hockey? Sports are shut down. This is bigger than sports. How does this apply to hockey? Hockey right now is shut down. ECHL, USHL, I'm sure. NAHL the same way. Every league, most junior leagues have suspended... QMJHL is the first to QMJHL is the first to cancel, and it's more just a waiting game here, and it's it's rough, they, but things aren't looking good. I can tell you that, and it's it sounds awful, but I, I don't know what else to tell you. Unfortunately, things are rough right now, but it'll be okay. Eventually, it's, it's just it's, it'll take time. It's that one meme of the the cartoon dog in the room with everything on fire. Saying it's fine, everything's fine. Right. Everything you just got to be the dog. Everything is fine, even though everything's on fire. But everything might be on fire around you, but as long as you say it's fine, it's probably going to be fine. Right. So, so that's my spiel on that. Um, what else do you want to talk about? Well, you know, I was bored. I'm like, you know what? You know, what people like to do today in NHL history and stuff like that. You know, how about this one, Alex? Ready for this? March 17th. A few things happened today. On this day in 2010. Are you talking about in hockey? Hockey. Okay. And in the NHL? Yep. Okay. This day in 2010. Alex, I'll give you a guess. This goaltender set the record for most wins in NHL history. Uh, that would have been Carey Price, wouldn't it? What the actual? No. It's 2010. Who set the record for most wins all time? Oh, oh God, that, that's that's right. Because Carey Price was recently where he tied Jacques Plante. He tied in Montreal Canadiens history. That's right. That's what it was. Um, I don't know. Maybe Henrik Lundqvist. No, most wins all time, Alex. Think of all the greatest goaltenders all time. There's a lot, dude. You can come up with anyone, but not Henrik Lundqvist. Broder. There you go. Holy cow! I don't know. My goodness. On this day, this New York Islander who set a career or who had a all-time best nine consecutive 50-goal seasons scored the 70th hat trick in Islander history on this day in 1983. This sharp-shooting right-winger for the New York Islanders in the 80s. Uh, that would be... Um, <clears throat> why can't I think of his name right now? 22. I don't know them by their numbers. Ty. Fifty and fifty before Gretzky. Fifty and fifty. I okay. Give me five seconds here. What's his name? He was in Legends of Hockey. 
It was Denny. Nope. Uh, Poppin. Nope. 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 Right team, just wrong player. Right-handed. Siegfried Palfi. I don't know what the Ziggy Palfi. That was the nineties. What I don't know the Mike 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 Bossy. My goodness, we had this. Okay, funny story before we get into continue on. Uh, Katie tested my hockey knowledge, kind of like how you are. Um, on the way back from Toronto, we we crossed the border back into the in the states. Which, by the way, (laughs) if someone asks if we left the country in the in the past three months. We do. We got to say yes. So do you. Ha ha. Hey. Even though it's not right. Anyways. Um, but she, she, what she did was she, it, she'd pick a random year and she'd be like, all right, who won the Stanley Cup? Uh, or she would pick a random year and a random team and she'd be like, all right, who is the goal? Who, le- who led the team in goals? Who led team, the team in the season or the playoffs? In the se- regular season. Regular season. Because I'm about to hand you over the laptop. We can do this. No, 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 no. Because I can do this. I mean, we can do this. I want to get, give me a couple more rounds here. I mean, we're doing on this day stuff right now. Maybe we'll get into that later. All right. Well, this is not a question, but this is what happened on this day in 1955. After Maurice Richard just completely decided to mortalize the Boston Bruins after getting high sick by Hal Lacoy, the, the infamous Rich Richard riot happened in Montreal on this day in 1955 where a fan between, at a game between the Canadians and the Red Wings at the Montreal Forum attacked then-President Colin Campbell. And the, the riot ended up happening where 37 people were injured, 100 people were arrested, and then the following morning, on March 18, 1955, Maurice Richard went on the air, on the radio, in Montreal, telling people to stop, <laughs> to calm down. That's what happened on this day in 1955. Speaking of Montreal Canadiens, on this day in 1932... 1955, that would have been still... Ted that would have been the last cup for Detroit. So that was the Ted, year... So Ted Lindsay was still on the team. That was the year Boom Boom Jeffreyon won the scoring title. Boom Remember? Boom Jeffreyon. Remember, because that was when he got booed for doing it, because that would have been the year Maurice Richard would have won the scoring title, even though he didn't play like the last few games of the season. But Bernie Jeffreyon scored in the last couple games, which... Boom up, Boom exactly. Jeffreyon. On this day, 1932, Howie Morenz, the Stratford Streak, registers his 334th, 334th career point in a win over the New York Americans, passing then Cy Denny for the all-time leader in career points at that time. Howie Morenz, the one who broke his leg and could never play again. Everyone thought he died of cardiac arrest. He really died of a broken heart. It's still wow. one of the most... It is still one of... No, okay. It's one of the most like romantic but saddest stories in the world because it's so true in every way because they said it was cardiac arrest and that could and that was the thir- that was you know the 1930s accidents happened in the hospital all the time back then because it's hard they didn't know back then it was the technology was minimal but the fact that you could tell the story of how he died with a broken heart is literally the most like the most cumulative way it's true, though. You can violin that all you want. It's true, though, Alex. You can't tell me I'm wrong, though. It's like if <sighs> it's like if if Pele passed away because I, I, I can't. I, honestly, I can never describe a death like that. I mean, dying doing what you love. Heimerans broke his leg during a hockey game. Dale Earnhardt, despite still being one of the worst days of my life, died racing. Ari Tinsena, same way. We can go down the list. 
it's just it's the weird it's it's and, I, and it's funny I say I say romantic. Everyone forgets about Owen Hart here, okay? Hey, the and Blue Owen Blazer. And, and Owen, I'm just saying everyone talks, and it's funny how the term romantic. It everyone thinks it's a way of you know love and compassion. No, it's it's a it's a certain phrase for like a certain term that you can use for you know just absolutely perfect and you know I guess just I guess, I don't know death ain't really perfect. You know what I mean though, Alex. I mean a perfect life would be playing hockey till you can't anymore and then living happily ever after maybe coaching i don't know and apparently i'm just it's funny this is on on this by the way for march 17th stuff james patrick scored his first goal with the new york rangers on this day back in the 80s i just remember that because apparently that's the only thing that happened according to the hockey hall of fame website which is actually closed too by the way now alex mm. Ooh. Apparently, NHL 20 got bored. EA Sports NHL got bored. We've simulated the NHL season up to this point in NHL 20. As of right now, according to a video game, the Blues lead the Central Division ahead of the Avalanche and Stars. Nothing's changed there. Pacific Division, Knights over Oilers. Okay, nothing's changed. Nothing has changed. I'm not kidding. Nothing's changed in the stats. They uh, just Well, probably since it's only been like, what, a week? Shut up. <laughs> Disaster! It's the same thing, dude. It's, it's been a week. Nothing's changed. Um. Oh wow. Actually, no. It hasn't even been a week. It's been six days. Calm down. <laughs> oh wow. Twenty-five years ago today, the San Jose Sharks were the first NHL team and second sports team to launch a website. This is. I'm going to try to do this without messing up the sound, because the sound's connected to my keyboard. Look at this web shot, Alex. Can you see this here? Look at this Microsoft Word doc that they used to have as a website. That's not a Microsoft Word doc, dude. That more that more rep more replicates a 2006 Google AOL.com. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Probably back then. Uh, I don't know. Did Gateway Gateway had an internet, right? Gateway had internet. Dude, you were asking the wrong person. Hey, you're supposed to be the techie person of the team here. I'm, I'm the, the techie person of today's tech. Oh. Okay, I see how it is. Don't ask me what year the freaking computer was invented. Which, by the way, it was during World War II, and they were originally not called computers. Ooh, they do have a scoreboard for it today, Alex. Esports and they do have a scoreboard for what would happen today. Great. Because this today would have been the St. Patrick's game for the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Leafs would have beaten the New Jersey Devils by a score of 5-3. to three. The Islanders... That's optimistic. No kidding. It would have been like 5-4 in a shootout. The Islanders would have beaten Calgary and Long Island That's by a score of 1 to nothing on Long ah, Island. One, in, one, New, in New York, Alex. What? I don't know. When was the last time there was a 1 to nothing game? The the Kings beating the Leafs in a shootout on the West Coast trip. That was a 1 nothing game in a shootout. Seriously? It was technically 0-0, but then that skills competition took over. Oh, you mean the actual way of settling a the game? The Carolina Hurricanes hosted the Buffalo Sabres, Alex, tonight. What was the final score? 3-2 to two Canes. Wrong. 8-5 to five Canes. Hell yeah! <laughs> Sebastian Ajo must have been on some crack cocaine down in there. What the heck? What? No, it's tobacco country, man. He's a little nut dip. Little dip. Me dipping, boy. Dip. Because it's Tobacco he Road. Also, yeah, I mean, okay. but also, though, like, you have to remember, he's, he's a foreigner, so. Okay, vodka? Fin- oh, he's Finnish. I, uh, criminy, what do you Finnish drink? Pro- vodka, probably. 
Vodka. Yeah, vodka. Vodka. Philly plays St. Louis. They won 4-3 in overtime at Wells Fargo Center. Minnesota at home beating Chicago, staying in the playoff hunt. Florida on the road beating Winnipeg at MTS Bell Center. Colorado at home beating up the Sharks 3-0. Dallas on the road in Vegas. 5-1 win for the Stars. And at home, the Kings up and the Canadians with an OT victory 6-5. Here's my question. Why do I what's, care? What's the injury report in all of this? You know what? I got this, Alex. Let's tweet him. What are what is the injury report for tonight's games? Because honestly, think about it. If Dougie Hamilton is still on the roster for the Carolina Hurricanes, then we're good. Asking, and I'll put in asking, 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 asking for fantasy purposes for a uh, for a fantasy league. No, no, you have to say asking for science. Nope, fantasy league. We go with that. So, oh man, they're just going all out, man. It's it's a bummer. You know, it's funny because Dan McCalco, one of my old high school teammates, is down in Chicago right now. Sure. And he took a picture of the river where they down de- in Chicago. It's it's down in Chicago. It's south of us, Alex. Southwest of us, Alex. He was down by the river where they die at Green for St. Patty's Day. Down by the river. Down. <laughs> they're in a, they're in the van down by the river dying some beer. They're probably in a trolley car, but you know, yeah, same thing. Sure. They're down in a trolley car down by the river. Okay. Where they die. Continue. It's just kind of a bummer because they're St. Patty's Day, like all the St. Patty's Day parades got canceled. Yes. Oh, it's, well, because they died. They still died at Green, is what I'm saying. They died what Green? The River Green. Chicago always dies the River Green that runs through Chicago out to Lake Michigan. They die at Green for St. Patty's Day. That's probably really good for the ecosystem. It's just food coloring, just a lot of it, I think. Yeah. I say again, that's probably really good for the ecosystem. Probably really good for the fish. You know. If you just no, Ty, I don't know. Why don't you, you tell if, me about it? If you just don't think about it, just don't think about it. See, the world's been doing that for quite some time. Now we're screwed. Okay, I I didn't say what to not think about. I'm just saying don't think about it too much, and you'll be fine. See, I say again though. By the way, for those of you that are listening and you're just hearing lip smacking. Alex I'm is just a, snacking away on some trail mix because I was told I'm that doing everything I can. I'm doing stories. Every, I'm doing everything I can not to finish my pizza right now. I'm just sipping on my Guinness. Yes, I'm having beer during the episode today. Shocker! It's St. Patty's Day. There's no hockey to talk about. The seriousness of this show is at a lower level than it ever has been. And this words is of and this is John this, Bellion, It is at an all-time low, 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 low. low. Oh, and I'll tell sorry. you, this is lower than Angry August. Because angry, oh, okay, angry August, we do care a little bit. I would say maybe the rule changing episode. That's how low we are. Because the rule changing episode is you and I just make it up dumb stuff just to pass time. And also, too, half of the episode is you reacting poorly to certain rule changes. Me being like, "Here's a great idea." No, Alex, you're wrong. <laughs> this is I'm why. Like, well, why is it wrong, Ty? And he's like. Because that's not how it's supposed to be played. And then it's like, well, that's the point of this episode. And I still tell you to shut up anyways. It, it, it ruins how pure hockey is. You know what, Tyler? Fine. Let's go back to basketball where there is no three-point line. Let's talk two about Two-pointers from 30 feet. <laughs> the traditional three-point play. Get a two-pointer. 
get a foul, hit the extra point. Or get the freaking uh, don't hit it. The free the, throw. The free throw. Yeah. The extra point. Football is sports ball. Let's. Oh, let's I will tell you. It. I'll tell you this right now. Kind of a hint for all you folks. No more forward passing in football. What is this? Laterals. No, I have a great idea, Alex. Ready for this? We're. I mean, I'm brewing up a great idea for overtime for the rule change episode in the summer. Everyone's tune in because I have an, a very. Exquisite idea. Dude, we have no hockey to talk about. Talk about it now. No, because there's a... I don't know if they're going to play race. No, let's... All right. So I remember I said story time with Thomas, and unfortunately, we never got around to it because why? I asked about the Lions. That was my first problem. Sure. And... But... I mean, it's such a weird time, but this was... This is a self-plug, and you can mention it too. Four years ago today... Or four years ago, excuse me, eight eight days ago, four years ago, March the 9th, twenty sixteen. It's the first I'm night. Scared. What? I'm scared. What happened? Leafs lost in a shootout. Oh my god! The first game I ever went to, though, at the then Air Canada Center. And of course, it was a few months before that Kelly got me the tickets, and. I want to tell the story about it because it, it the whole the that whole week, your and I's we can get to your story and your take on when we went in a second because we lost to the Capitals. That's we, it. We got we got killed by the Capitals. We didn't lose. We got killed. Here's but, the thing. I will right, we'll go. Maybe your story's shorter. So I go. Then we take you the next year. This is the right before they actually played in no, the no, playoffs. No, tell, tell your story first. Tell My story's story longer, first. Alex. Mine's remember that was a that was three days of craziness. All right. But our yeah. story is <laughs> a little bit easier. So this was right before their first playoff berth since 2013. Yeah. And we weren't sure yet, but they ended up playing the Capitals in the playoffs. And they had to win. They'd beat Boston or Buffalo the night before in Buffalo. And we were coming. We drove to Toronto. We just stayed the night. And we were going to go watch them play the Capitals on the second half of back-to-back. I have been, all my Leafs games I've ever been to have been on back-to-backs. They have lost Three of the four that I've seen. I'm just saying. Or two of the three, excuse me. I'm not not too good with my Leafs right now. I don't know, Ty. I'm one for one. Then again, the Ty. No, you're one for two. No. I've seen two Leafs games. You're one for two. You're one and one. Yeah. You said one for one. one. Well, I meant to say one one. He's one One and one. one. I am oh two and one. So... We go to the, the game. game the time that the I best part so the, was in Detroit. So the best part about the game we went to is so the Leafs beat Buffalo, like we said. That was the game where Nazem Kadri just straight up on camera just gave it to Rasmus Ristolainen. In so many words, he said, nice playing, yeah. And he said a couple other things along with that, too. Don't say anything. So we're coming across the bridge, Blue Water Bridge, Port Huron to Sarnia. And I'm driving. I was driving the rental car because this was we realized that I shouldn't drive my car too much across the board. We were driving a rental car. And wait, me and you? You and I. Yep. Remember, this is the Nissan. Oh, it being. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't that bad. So it was we, small. It was not as small as the one car we thought we were going to get, the Fiat that we thought. Remember that? We saw that little, that little smart car. car. Was smaller. My goodness. Okay. Hey, so Katie's car was pretty small. Yeah. So we end up going. So we get to the border and we tell the guy. 
because I'd been across the board at this point like a thousand times. I'd lived in Lucknow. I'd driven back and forth in Port Huron, Lucknow, anyways. And I said, I'm like, hey, you know, we're, oh, we're just going to the Leafs game tonight. We're staying off on Jarvis Street, whatever. And the Border Patrol gentleman, he's like, man, I tell you, that game last night, good game, but that Rasp, that Vander Kane, what a piece of shit. <laughs> and then you sitting next to me, Alex, without missing a beat, said, yeah, don't forget. Alex was, what are you, 16? You were in high school. Uh, this was, this hold was, on. This was spring break. Uh, spring break 2016. This was spring. Yeah, so you would have been. 2016? I would have been 17. So you just turned 17. You would not have been able to. Yeah, I just yet. turned 17. And Alex sitting next to me in the shotgun goes, yeah, he was a piece of <laughs> And I just smack him. And it's, and it's funny. Like, the, the Border Patrol guy is having a laugh about it. And we end up driving off anyways. And you're, and you're just, like, looking at me like, why would it be like, yo, he can swear. You can't. <laughs> We're trying to get across here. He lives here. <laughs> I it was just hilarious because it's it's so funny because I always joke to people and it's true though going across unless you have any reason to give them to doubt you they'll be cool with you I used that pe- on the Canadian side on the Canadian side going into Canada because I, I remember one time I was having a talk with a lady I told her I lived in Lucknow and they're like oh my gosh how do you love Lucknow we just sat there there were cars behind us we just sat there and chatted for a minute about Lucknow because she apparently grew up near Waterloo which is about an hour from where I lived in Lucknow. Okay. But, and on the way back, though, whose car is this? It's a rental, sir. Do you have proof of that? It's in the glove box, sir. Okay, fine. Go away. That's pretty much how it was. But you're, so we sat up second row. Okay, because there's really not more than that. We went to Jack Astor's before the game. Well, okay. It was because of Second rain. row? We were in the no, no, upper second, bowl. Second row from the top. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, second row, dude. I thought this was supposed to be historically correct. Well, I just remember that game because we got there so darn early. We went to dinner so early. We went to dinner like 4 o'clock. Well, we were expecting a longer wait for Jack Astros because we're like, all right, there's a Leafs game tonight. Probably a lot of people are going to go out to eat beforehand. So Jack Astor's a really, it's a pretty like popular place. Because and it's not too far away from the arena. Because there's the two Jack Astor's. There's one in Dundas Square. And then there's the one closer to where all the, where pretty much all the Leafs fans and Jays fans go before games. Raptors off fans of, uh, too. I think it's York. Off of York. Front Street. Well, it's near Front Street. It's down, pretty much you walk down Young, hit it right up front. It's right over there. And about a block away from the Sky Dome, a little bit further away from the rink from the Scotiabank now. But I mean, you could, you could honestly just go through union station and then you're set. Walk, go through union station. Um, keep on uh front on front street and then you're there to the rink or to Jack at to the rink. No Bay street, front street. There's front street. And then you go down Bay street to get to the rink front street. And you have to go south on it, buddy. Actually, I was about to say, I'd say I've been to Toronto more times than you, but it's only like maybe a couple more times. I've been there recently, but then again, I'm terrible with street names anyway, so I'll take And technically, you went to, and you went to Marley's game, but anyways. Well, we still walked past Scotiabank. Or, okay, during our entire Toronto trip, me and Katie, we walked past Scotiabank. Yeah, just no Whatever. Game. I don't care. I do. I don't get paid to talk. You do. Well, we don't get paid to talk for this show, but that's I get paid to type, write, Create graphics, all that great stuff. 
Yeah. Well, University I did of, get paid. University of Louisville, UNLV. Hey. You're doing great, kid. That's what it said on the... That's what it said on the schedule. Anyways, Toronto. We pa- Yeah, we passed Scotiabank... The at, bank. At least eight times. Did you guys take the subway a whole lot when you guys were down there? Never. Really? We walked the entire... We walked everywhere. Either that or Uber. See... Okay, that makes sense because the way the Toronto subway system is still is there's the big U that heads north and south, cuts to the Union Station, and then there's the one that goes across Dundas pretty much. Yeah. You get off on it, but anyways, there's the, that's pretty much the only real ones there. There's one that takes you all up to Scarborough, but then you're still about a mile and a half away from, or a couple miles away from the, the zoo, the Toronto Zoo. But we go to the game, and gosh, we probably got, because we had to hang out at Sport Check for what, 45 minutes? Because we were... Yeah. Because the people didn't get to Jack Ash, probably close to around 5.30. Because it's 7 o'clock puck drop. And we get to the game, and we're all excited. And then all of a sudden, here come all these Bantam hockey kids. Bantam AAA kids, right? Just right in front of us. And I'm like, crap. This is bad. But then the funny part, Alex, was that there are these... Do you remember the girls behind us? Vaguely. There were the four or five that like knew hockey behind us. Oh, yeah. You were like, oh, what's this like? It's like for the first, like, okay, because you know, hockey. Oh, well, because because I went with Tyler and Alex from two of my groomsmen to a Griffins game a couple months before, and we sat behind girls. that were just completely clueless. It was so refreshing to be near because this is okay. Any of you Canadians that listen to us right now, guess what? Down here in the States, not every girl knows hockey, shockingly enough. Or at least they're not as they're not as informed of the game. They just go to the games and have a little fun little social event. For these girls that were sitting near us, they were talking about everything. They were like, get the puck deep, Martin. Move your feet, Matthews. Come on, I mean. They were like, they were screaming as much as we were. And it was like, it was enlightening and enriching to know. And now Kelly's the same way too. Kelly also screams about games all the time. Katie does as well, according to you. But it's like it was enriching to see that because we had never we don't we didn't grow up with that. The only people that ever yelled at hockey games were us. Whereas like all of a sudden, like like there were other people that knew and stuff. And oh, like, you mean oh wait, wait, wait. You meant the girl sitting behind us. Yes. I thought you meant like in the line to go into like Scotiabank. Oh, that was the longest thing ever because we sat out. Because that was when the Bantam kids were, I don't know, with like, they were playing with like the basketball thing or whatever. Oh my, yeah, because we were sitting there in the, because we sat in line because we didn't know what else to do. Like go- yeah, what were we going to do? Go to Sport Check again or tour to Union Station for five seconds, turn back around because it's a train station. Yeah, Which, by the way, I made sure to take Katie through Union Station during uh, the travel pack. It's it's when, fun when it's literally packed through and all the, like the news stations are there reporting yeah. the like the daily. Yeah. yeah, it's we did that and Katie was like, "That was a lot of people," <laughs> and I was like, "You, I own you, people." Oh, uh, and there were there numerous times on that trip. This sounds really like I own you of me. By the way, for those of you who have not listened to the podcast before or haven't heard us say it, Ionia is just a, a big country city. That's what it is. It's a, a big, big country town. Get all here. They have the, they have the county fair there. It's, it's the biggest country town I've seen. Anyways, anywho, Katie's not used to big crowds. No, she's not used to big crowds. Well, 
She's used to big crowds, not just in very tight places. And she's also not used to big buildings. You found that out the hard way? Why she couldn't? She, she one of those people that couldn't look up. Oh no, she did all the time. She's like, oh my god! It was the it was the when we were in our Airbnb and we were on the fortieth floor and she, we had instead of like a regular window that you just like kind of crack open, it was a slider out to a rail and she like peeked over like she hit. I think she handed me her phone. She's like, oh boy, that's very high. <laughs> she never gone roller coasters. No, she that no. It's the fact of like she is standing that high on the ground. It's not like she's that high on the ground and then she comes back down really quickly. It's like no, you're just you're just hanging out. I mean, I mean, I mean, if you drew if you, if you just like dropped like a golf ball from that hall it, from that high up, you'd probably make a dent in the sidewalk. Well, okay, you remember the girl that the lady the girl that chucked the chair out into the Gardner Expressway a few years ago, right? No. Why does nobody remember this? How come I remember this? Probably because you live there. <laughs> relatively. Relatively there. And by that, I mean you probably went to Toronto. Like, I don't remember this. Was I there? No, this, no, this was, was I there during no, what no. happened? So then this, why would I care? This was a couple years ago when this happened. The girl just sits there. We don't need was, to go into the story. Someone okay. threw a chair onto the highway. During rush. Well, not crazy. It, it was not during rush hour because cars were moving on the Gardner Expressway. That's how I knew it was like in the middle of the day. Great. Because if it was rush hour, guess what? It would have hit somebody because nobody moves on the Gardner Expressway during rush hour. But no. Then the the game that we went to the Capitals got smoked. My first game. I didn't watch the Leafs that game. I watched Alexander Ovechkin. That just game. ball over everything. Oh, my God. He, he was scoring. He was passing. He was laying people out. The first shift, he just laid out Leo Komarov, and we just said... Game's over. That's it. The first shift of the game, like, we're going to get smacked. Like, that was it. We watched Curtis McClain. I've still yet to ever watch a starting goaltender for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I watched Garrett Sparks my first game and Curtis McClain twice. That's how bad it's been. Tyler, even if you watch Freddie Anderson, you still want to watch a true starting goalie. You want to make <laughs> that ridiculous save, and you telling me that that was nothing? It was like the second shot of that period against Detroit. But, all right. So my That first- game, he was a starter. That, oh, that one game. Listen, just because you like Edge does not mean you need to completely believe everything he says. Just because he said Frederick Anders is not a Stanley Cup winning goaltender. He's does not. Do you know a better one? Name me a Stanley Cup winning goaltender right now. Go. I'm, I'm, dude, look at half the league. No, name one that could win a Stanley Cup this season. Go. Well, I mean, saying that if they could. Well, all right. Come on. You got. Drop, drop. Tyler, shut your mouth. You got Murray in Pittsburgh. Wrong. False. You got Flurry in well, Vegas. Uh, okay, maybe. Don't Flurry. you don't no. <laughs> I caught myself. I would argue that Robin Leonard could win a cup by himself. He could. Okay. Sure. Bud. Mike Smith could. Nope. Yes. Wrong. He could. False. Dude. You know how hot Calgary is. What, Big Save Dave? Big Save Dave. Absolutely not. He'll win a cup. I'm not saying he's one that I would pick to win a Stanley Cup. Though. Which, by the way, Big Save Dave is in Edmonton. My bad. So, there's that. Um, you got nothing in Florida. You got nothing in uh, the Bruins, because, I'm sorry, Tuca ain't going to win it anymore. 
I I wouldn't say so. Um, Jimmy Howard used to be. Bernier used to be. No, they were never Stanley Cup winning goaltenders. They were never Stanley Cup winning goaltenders. That's not. That's the question, Alex. Who, in your eyes, could you'd say right now who would be a Stanley Cup winning goaltender? True. Like okay, when you say Stanley Cup winning goaltender, who you, could win a Stanley Cup this season? Well, just look at the who's on the top of the list. Tuca? What? Tuca or Yaroslav Halak? Which one? Take your pick. Exactly. That's my point. Continue. Well, that's a tandem, though. Rask can't win the big one. No, no goalie by themselves can win the big one. False. Curtis Joseph. Okay, excuse me. He didn't win the big, big one. He won some big ones. Jordan Bennington could win a cup. Yes. Okay Marc-Andre Fleury could win a cup. Yes. Big Save Dave could win a cup pending circumstances. Pending a team in front of him. Tuka Rask could win a cup pending circumstances. Frederick Anderson could win the cup. Possibly. I never said Not with the I, Leafs. I never said he could win a cup. I'm just saying. You can't tell me which one to start. Peter Mrazek could win a cup. Nope. Yes. That is more false than your friend. No. Than David Robin Riddick. Lanner could win a cup. No. Yes. Look how he did in Buffalo, buddy. Then again, he was drunk. <laughs> yeah. Look what he did in Buffalo. Then he was intoxicated. After At the time, Buffalo sucked. <laughs> and he was. Oh, yeah. Tell me how it was. For every goalie that played for Phoenix slash Arizona post Ronick pre air like pre Domi. Mike Smith, twenty twelve. He they weren't gonna win the cup that year, but he was good. He was good. Didn't he wasn't cup worthy though. Curtis Joseph almost led that team to the playoffs by accident, all right? Almost. I said almost. Not a cup worthy goaltender. Horseshoes and hand grenades, yeah, yeah, yeah. After that. It comes down to me saying, oh, this go- this is a good goalie. And they're like, nope, wrong. Yep, I'm Because good at in that. all honesty, it also goes back to how important goalie tandems are. reason why Boston's so dominant is because they have a solid goalie tandem. I would take them, I would take both of those goalies over Marc-Andre Fleury by himself any day. Because <sighs> think about it, though. How long are the NHL playoffs traditionally? Two months. Two months of straight hockey against one team and then another team and then another team and then another team if you win. It all. Hmm. Having a goalie tandem is far more far more threatening than just having one goalie. Because if that one goalie gets tired out, who are you left with? I mean, think about it. When the Capitals won the Cup two years ago, Hopi didn't start the playoffs as the starter. Yes, yes. Philip Grubauer Philip did. Grubauer started and that then, thing off, and Hopi finished. And it. then Lars Eller's keister saved them their playoff run. Yes, double overtime. I get it. It's tough nowadays for it to ever happen to where you pick up who could be a starting goaltender. That's why I asked. Like, then you again, go, I also you never think- tell. You can never tell until the finals. Well, Could you have told well, me that Chris Osgood was a starting as a Stanley Cup goaltender before he won in '98? Could you have told me that, Alex? Uh, no. If if I was cognizant of what the hell was going on, I mean, I'd say that he was a good goalie. I'd probably put him on the level of maybe James Reimer or or Curtis McElhaney. Right. I mean, he wasn't Mike Vernon at the time. He wasn't Patrick Waugh at the time. 
Exactly. Wasn't Marty Brodeur at the time, but you know what? He was still a good goaltender. He wasn't a slouch by any means. Right. But that's what I'm saying. It's but like, that's like saying at the same time, though, I think in today's hockey world, by the way, for just thought about this. For those of you who are still listening, good on you. Well done. Well, because what great. they're if they're listening to us, they're not listening to us for up to the date, up up to the minute. You're probably yeah. listening to this as some like background noise. You're probably like cleaning the house right now. Maybe reading a book. I don't know. You're trying to figure out what to do during this BS. As I was saying, I think in today's hockey world, we've become so much more critical of you know players and we've been and coaches we've, we've also goalies, been given the opportunity to Alex because to the same token though post lockout or and even you know the few years before the lockout like you you could bring up the the wings in 2002 um the the Tampa Bay Lightning you know during the 2000s it there was a major shift in how the game was played and not just of you know post lockout these are the different rules um oh by the way we're implementing a trapezoid rule kind of thing it, it's not just that it's the matter of players got far faster it it became less of how many superstars do you have on your team but how well does your fourth line play you 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 went back from okay you have a first line, second line, a checking line, and then a fourth line. You have one, two, three, and four. Right. Because that, by the way, folks, for those of you who are a little bit younger or did, maybe didn't know about this, that's how it used to be. You had a first line, you had a second line, you had a grind line, and then you had a fourth line. That was literally just there just to pretty that's, much punch people in the face. Yeah, that was, that was their thing. If you would put your grind line up against their first line and you would try to beat them down, get them into the corners, do whatever you had to do. And then nowadays, it's one, two, three, and four, which third-line players could be your first-line players depending on how they play that night. It's super difficult to differentiate how talented so many people are because you are see- you do still have your superstar players. Don't get me wrong. You Parody, still- parody is a lot more important. Right. You, you, you still have your superstar players. Each team has their like face. And then, you know, whoever that may be, whether it's the captain or whoever's just like the best player right now for them. Right. But it's not like it's it's not like how it used to be, where you could talk about Brett Hall. Oh my goodness, Brett Hall. Oh, Chris Chelios when he when he was playing um in Montreal and Chicago. Oh my goodness, how amazing he was. Luke Robitaille, oh my goodness, he could he could go up against Wayne Gretzky any day. Thank God they're on the same team. Oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. Yeah. For, yeah it's are. not how it used to be. The game is so much far. It's so much different now. And the skill level is so close. And that's why I think the I don't know if that's you making a face or you yawning. Yes. Yes. I had to yawn and my eyes went backwards. Sure. Um, but but you, you know what I'm saying. Right. It, the, the differentiation between a first line player and a third line player is far different than it was pre-lockout or even pre-2000s. Yeah, I, I agree. Pre-90s. Oh, my goodness. We're ta- we, you, I mean, you just talked about who won, the, who won the scoring title, played for the New York Islanders. No, no. Well, okay. 
a lot of players. I'm saying that was the 70th hat trick in Islanders history that Mike Bossy did back then. Anyways, by the way, super different. breaking news as of an, an hour ago. Tom Brady is signed with the Buccaneers. No, I was going to. Well, that and the Edmonton Eskimos lost the Tom Brady sweepstakes. Can you imagine if Tom Brady went to the CFL? I'm sorry, what? The Ed- Edmonton- Do you really think that his wife would allow him to go to any place colder? Oh, no, because, dude, because the Great Cup's the best thing ever because they play it outdoors in November in, like, Winnipeg and Saskatchewan where it's just 10 feet of snow. It's amazing. Yeah, the Snow Bowl. Try every year. Hockey. Fi- so there's one Twitter account that I will tell everyone to follow, especially around this time. Hockey 50 years ago. It's at Hockey 50 years ago, or 50 years. And by Rick Cole, it's a guy. He's a former video analyst of Stathletes. I don't I don't know what that is. But anyways, as of 10 hours ago, or this way tweeted a couple of them today. He said, not only are the North Stars experiencing better crowds at home, their TV ratings have gone way up as well. Surveys have shown the team's telecast games are attracting 50 more percent viewers in last season 50 years ago. It's, he posts like dumb stuff, like like imagine like up to the date like stuff on Twitter, but like fifty years ago. Stan Fischler says a number of things are contributing to New York's fall: a bad attitude by goaltender Terry Sawchuk, and players like Jean Rattel worrying about who is going to Toronto after the season to complete the Tim Horton deal. Jean Rattel has nothing to worry about. It, it's just funny, like it's just like dumb things. It's nineteen seventy. Like, yep, nineteen seventy. And that would have been the last. That would have been the last season of Terry Sawchuk. So our good buddy Harrison Watt, who Terry Sawchuck played in the seventies, sixty nine seventy. His last season was with the Rangers in sixty nine seventy. Oh my god! And that's when he had this tragic accident. But good our, job, our good buddy Harrison Watt, who is now second all time in appearances on the Kill Podcast. It, it's a record. Better step it up, buddy. I want to create a stat sheet on that. A stat. What are you going to do? Just put a list of all the people that we've had? And like, I think Steve one, Dan- I th- one, 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 two. I, I think Steve Dangle's in third with two. Steve Dangle's in third with two, and that's Harrison Watt and Thomas battling. I think it's four for Thomas, three oh for God. Harrison. Harrison tweeted out today, since like stuff to talk about, obviously, because there's a lot, there's like nothing going on. And I just said like. Right there is when everyone should cut the show. Now, I'm going to try to talk now. Without saying that dumb phrase, he put something out there and said, which sports, which sports moment will you never get over? And Harrison posted one from Ferris, which was the 2014 double OT goal by Connor Gardner against Ferris State. But then when he was nine years old, when Steve Ruchin scored in overtime to end up sweeping the Ducks, sweeping the wings back in 03. And my immediate reaction, because it's pretty simple to answer, was May 13, 2013. That'll be a day I never forget because it was the first time I was... It was the first time when I was a Leafs fan that the Leafs were good. When they were entertaining, they had Kadri and Lupul as a dynamic duo. James Reimer was just dragging this team along into a playoff spot. Almost a, almost <clears throat> home ice advantage in that first round. But then Game 7 happens. And it made me think, what were other games that left me sad? Obviously, the 09 final in 07, the 09, when Pittsburgh beat Detroit. Because at that time, we were still cheering for Detroit. Mm. But, like, it's, it's interesting to look back and what games, or any sporting event for that matter, not just hockey, that you can go back and look at and say, that game sucked. 
Alex, do you have one that comes to your mind when I say sporting moments that will, you'll never be able to live down? Whether it be hockey, football, baseball. I have a few that I can go off, but I want to give you one here. Ones that I can't, so like bad, bad, just cannot do. There's a lot of good ones, obviously. I cause right. I can remember in the break room at Spectrum Health Blodgett Hospital for the break room for the for the kitchen staff, throwing my stuff around after Joe Bowen called the Connor Brown goal that beat Pittsburgh. Because that whole day was awful. Because they had to win that game. They were going to beat Columbus the next day to go to the playoffs. Connor Brown scored, and I remember jumping up and down and screaming all by myself in an empty hospital at this point. Kind of scary because we were right above the morgue. So people probably thought there was a ghost, but it was just me yelling and screaming. But once they can't live, or there was someone who was like proclaimed dead, but they were just not. Woo! That person's alive. No. Um, anyways, no. Um, <laughs> Connor Brown, the lucky leprechaun, brings him back from the dead. You, Alex, one that you can't live down. Obviously, a bad one. Can't live... Okay. Like a loss or just something just completely bleh. I think... And now I'll say this, excluding any of the Game 7s. For me, I could say 2009 was a harsh one. Because just you you won the cup the year before, which by the way, that if you asked me what was like some of the greatest moments, I'd probably say the the cup in two thousand eight. Probably the one of the because like that old t- that old team. Hey, it won. No, that's what I'm saying. It was like that team. O two is supposed to win. Ninety seven, ninety eight, kind of were supposed to win because that team had won six two ninety six. That O eight team was like, all right. What do you got? Just, all right, all right, cool. They're great. Awesome. They're winning. Holy cow, they, they're one. Yeah, that's how it worked. <sighs> so look, thinking back to all the bad stuff that's happened in sports. And not like sad, you know, the, but it's like tough losses. I would say the work stoppage and what year was that? Well, okay. I, 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 I 0405, yeah. But I'm, t- I'm talking like tough losses, I guess. Like, ones you can't ever live down. Obviously, the lockout was just... Any lockout's awful. Any sport. It sucks. I think it was the last game of the regular season for the Grand Rapids Griffins. I can't remember which year it was. I think it was, like, 2007. And the Griffins needed to win the game. It was... Was it 0405? I think it was 0405 because they started off the year 5-0. and because we went to this game. I remember it was against San Antonio. Was it all 405? Because they started off, because that was the year they brought like Nicholas Cronwall back down. Yes! Back down. Yeah. And this team was we needed. Okay. They started, so, off, they started off 5 and 0. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were on, they were the only team to ever do this. So it, it was the last game of the season, and the Griffins needed to win the game to go to the playoffs. It, it was a cannot lose. And or uh, better known as a must win, but Alex likes to throw in different words. Can't lose. I prefer can't lose. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. God, I was trying. Maybe you know I'm gonna watch Friday Night Lights, the movie or the show. The show. Why would I watch the movie? The movie's good too. It's got the Astrodome. No. Can I describe? Whatever. I continue. Griffins had to win the game, and then. Everything was going great. 
Everything was fine. I had my hot dog. I had my soda. Everything was fine. And then you just... The energy of that arena stopped on a dime. And the Griffins lost. That game... That was probably one of the biggest ones. Another sports moment that I can't live down was... It was actually another Griffins No, game. so, okay... So they lost that game. So they actually played the next night against Cincinnati, the Mighty Ducks. They end up losing that game too. They had to win. They had to win one of those two games. And they lost to San Antonio 6-2. to two. They got smacked. And that was back when they used to do the 3-3. Three and three. They went one. They beat Cincinnati that Friday night, lost Saturday night San Antonio in the home finale, lost Sunday the next day to Cincinnati. They had dropped off. At, what was their... They had lost at one point. They had... Three, they had, okay, I'm looking this up right now. They had two separate five-game win streaks, and they still blew it. Well, that's amazing. To, to what I remember, Dad, Dad, Ron, everyone was like, we need to win this game. We need to win. So usually it's so like we a good, lost, it's, it's, and I, I'm, I'm sitting there like, it's over. We, we don't get to playoffs. We used to go to playoff games all the time. Yeah, because in Grand Rapids at the time, not that expensive. No. They were they were more than expensive than it was the year before, but then again, we had Nicholas Cromwell and all of them. I digress. That was a big one. Another Griffins one that I can't I can remember was can't remember the name of the player. It was when we had the blue jerseys, the dark blues. No, 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 not the dark blues. the the red, white, and, and the red, white, and blue Griffin jerseys. Okay, the Amway ones. I for, can't remember the name of the player, but. I, me and Dad were out on the concourse, and all of a sudden, you just hear, you just heard, boom. And I went to the rink. Dad said, "Go look, we'll see what happened." I went, I went to like the nearest like aisleway, and I went to the usher. Usher said, "You can't come in." And I was like, "I'm just, I'm just looking." And then all of a sudden, you see a Griffins player down on the Griffins side, laying down there, and they're bringing in medical medical attention. I look up on the board. They play the replay. Guy gets tripped up and he goes knees first in the board, knees in the board, and I think he never played again. That was another one just because it was super loud. Why do I not remember this? You weren't there. That was that was one of the games where it was just me and Dad. I think I would have heard about it though, at least. You you probably did. I probably told you about it. Jeesh. But you know what? Last one. And it's not even real sports. Sports entertainment. Real sports is a bar in Toronto, Alex. Anyways, no. When the Undertaker lost to WrestleMania. Oh my gosh, that screwed me up. I because I thought no, there's no way. I, this is fake. It's scripted. It was the he first can't ever. It was, the, it was the first ever WrestleMania on the network, and I remember. And the funny thing was, was that Daniel Bryan went after that and won, and everyone looks to focus. I was still emo. I didn't know what to expect because now, Grant, I'll say this right now. We'd only been wrestling fans for maybe four years at that point. I think 2010 was when we got into our it, right? first Our first Monday Night Raw that we watched together was it's, the Mike Tyson and DX reunion. Yes, and that was in 2010. Which right? the only reason why I watched it was... Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's going to be on a wrestling show? Because we did That sounds fun. Because don't forget... Is he fighting? <laughs> we didn't know. Like, we were never... We never understood, like... Because they, they were still going on the Bret Hart angle, and we're like, Bret Hart is a guy... 
We weren't wrestling fans. Now, yes, we did all of our research. Like, oh, Bret Hart's this guy. Oh, wow, this Vince McMahon. Oh, you got screwed. I don't like you. I don't (laughs) like Vince McMahon. He's a turd and stuff like that. And and then obviously we got to the point where we loved it so much that we stopped watching it because we got so far into it. And, And now they're playing in front of literally nobody. They're wrestling in front of nobody now. But anyways, that sucked. I'm trying to think of other losses that really emotionally scarred. Like, we're just absolutely the worst. I will say in football, obviously the punt fumble, trouble with the snap. That will get me because that was the first that was the first time Kelly and I ever had a Michigan Michigan State game because Michigan State is obviously her team. The other one, Michigan Michigan State, November one two thousand one, Jeff Smoker to TJ Duckett. The last play of the game at the one yard line, it's fourth and goal. He just throws one up and gets deflected, and TJ Duckett catches it. TJ, TJ, it literally sucked because I almost broke. I almost broke the TV in the in mom and dad's bedroom because I threw a football at it because I was so mad. Hockey one outside of any of the game sevens. I mean, well, I, I can go into my heartbreak once too. Just there's a there was a couple games I played in that were just just the worst. There was a game that we lost one nothing in overtime. Played great all game, allowed a weird goal towards the end. Because I had a couple tough overtime losses. I think one that will always sit with me the most was probably it would have been my second year of high school, so my senior year of high school, playing Grandpa's Christian. I'm I, I'm not kidding. This was what I was told the shots were after the game. What? No, continue. I got one more after this. We were out shot, I think, 65 to like 14. We go to overtime tied at three. Ryan Betts, who I played with before I've known for years, has the puck below the top of the circle. We were on a, it seemed like we we're on a penalty kill. Like there was just nobody defending for us. I was shell shocked. And I'm challenging him like I'm on top of my crease. And he's looking like he's going to pass the puck. So I'm in the butterfly and it looks like he's going to pass out in front. I'm flat footed. I'm like, I can't push across. I'm not quick enough to make this quick push. And I'm like, I'll block the pass. So I kind of start leaning out with the backhand, like open up my hand and poke to block the pass away. As I'm doing that, he reads it, slides through five while we lose four, three in overtime. I literally sat there. And I'm like, I just sat there. I did this. I literally sat like on my backs of my skates like this. I'm like, in my mind, I'm just going, Like, because you play such a great game. You hate when that happens. You play such a great game and just one mind, just one brain fart. That's all it takes. And you lose a game after, like I said, well over 60 saves kept there our team that should not have been anywhere near that game in it. And we lost. It sucked. I just know because I make one different mistake. At least we go in a tie three, three. We'll tie in three three. That's fine because we got beat by like five one earlier in the year. I'm like that would have been a great, that would have been a win for us. You have one more. You said. Well, you brought up the high school one, so I have to bring up my high school experiences. <clears throat> it, junior year. No, not junior year. No, junior year was fifth place. I didn't like that show, anyways. No, senior year was fifth place. No, that was junior year. No, because that was one. That was one that Kelly came to. No, senior year. We got third. No, because I didn't go there senior year. 
Well, then she came to my junior year one. Where right. We so, so yeah, that would have been fifth. Which, so, by the way, still upset that you didn't go to my senior year state finals competition. We were both sick and dying. I don't care. I was, I was actually... Don't I, care. I didn't even play that game. Don't care. I sat on the bench because I was... You don't have to exert yourself to sit in a, in a seat and watch bands. I was awful. I was cold. I was sick. I Whatever. felt like I was aching. It was But not. no, it was, my ju- it was my sophomore year. That one sucked because that was the year. That was God. Rosie the Riveter. That, that was, was my first year on drumline. Marching band, by the way. Marching did we, band. Did we say marching way. band? Yeah. Northview marching band. This is marching band states at Ford Field. This is my first year I came because I only came twice. I missed freshman year because you were in pit. No offense. You, you weren't out there. It was different. It, I wasn't interested. No offense. I came to your show during the season, in the football season. Yeah. Then again, you're like, I'm here for the Wildcat Burger. My freshman year, I was. Your first year, I was. But then your second year was like, all right, he's, in, he's actually out there now. You're playing the tenors, which was the one that I wanted to do as well. But I chose to play hockey. You stuck with marching band, which was great. I'm glad. And you guys were riveted. It was building up to this awesome show, and we went to go to Detroit. Well, here's the this thing. This was the year that I complained because they closed all the restaurants on a Saturday yep. night at Chelly's 7 o'clock. Was, Chelly's was closed. Hockey Town Cafe. Yep. Everything was closed. We had to get Big Boy at the stadium, which was fine. It wasn't really expensive. But anyways, your, your perspective on it. The entire year, we were the favorite. We had the best scores, the best general effect. We beat Reese Puffer earlier in the season. We got best in percussion at Rockford, got all the awards you could possibly think about. And then you know what happens? You let the parents drive. <clears throat> we played the best show ever. Mr. Our, our two directors. Explain, Greg, them, explain them how the show... All right, so we'll go to Greg, but then explain mm-hmm. how you did the show like after the performance during the season before Detroit. Or, okay, 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 okay. So, so <clears throat> we play the best show ever. Literally, not a single thing went wrong. All the color guard caught their tosses. All the horns hit their runs perfectly. The drums sounded perfect. The pit was amazing. Everything went out with, with we were going to win. We were going to win. It was us one more person, like two, like maybe like two bands, and then we were, it was it. Byron Center, I think, finished second that year. I think because Byron Center was in your flight that year. No. Byron Center, that was the year that we got fifth. I'll, you keep it, going. It was, it was Puffer and Jenison. Keep going. Are you looking up the final scores? Yes, I'm looking it up because <laughs> I, I need to know now. Okay, fine. Um, so we have this perfect show. Can't do any better. We're marching off the field, which how it works is you perform your show and then you orderly march off the field um, because there's a time limit. You have a certain amount of time between the first step that you take on the, on the competition field to the last step, like the last person to get off. You have certain, and I think it's about seven and a half minutes, seven and a half minutes or so. And we had a seven minute show. You have 30 seconds to get on the field and off the field. We had about just just under seven minutes show, played it perfectly, and as we're like marching, as we're getting off the field, Mr. Wells and and Mr. Lego, our two directors, they were kind of telling us to like march with bigger steps, get off the field, get off the field, get off, get off, get off. We cannot take a time penalty if we want to win. 
We all get off the field. As far as the band goes, Mr. Wells and Mr. Lego are crying. And all of a sudden, Mr. Lego looks over because he's tall. And he says, oh, God, no. And all everyone in the band looks to the front. And the pit, the, you know, the front ensemble with the keyboards and everything, they are still on the field. They're still on the field because what happened was, uh, how that set up, everything was linked onto a golf cart and it ran like a train. One of the trains ran into the boom camera. No, boom they, mic, the mic. It was the mic. Was it the mic? Yeah. Okay, fine. The boom mic at Ford Field. So we had one train. Yes, that was, this is what we talk about during tra- hockey. This but. was one train that was, one train was halfway off the field and then the other one was just stuck there. We lost... I think it was the absolute most you possibly could as far as time penalties was. And we lost. We got third place. I'm still looking up for... It's MCBA, not MCGC, by the way. MCBA. State finals, 2014. It would have been 2014, yep, because Kelly and I started dating in 2015, and she came to that year. And then look up scores. Championship, champion, oh, that was right there. Because So here's where my perspective was. Because we were probably right in the middle of the section, 45-yard line, I would say. Keep going, keep going. I want to see the scores. Oh, God. It's, That's no, flight is two. It, is, what, were, what flight were you guys? We were flight three that right. year, I Are think. you ready for this, Alex? Wait, no, 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 no. What is this? Yep, here you go, right here. You lost by... Th- That's what it was. Oh, my God. We were in flight three because... Oh, my pirates. Oh, my... Byron Center did win that year. And Stevensville Lakeshore finished second. You lost by 3.375. Less than a point. Less than half a point. The top top four, Ferndale, you guys, Stevensville, and Byron Center were all within just over one and one and five hundredths of a point. It literally was... Oh, I think the fiance is calling. Can you uh, open the door there, Alex? I don't care about stopping it anymore. What's what? up, hon? She's bored? She's bored. We're going to be done in a second. You want to come on? Want to come on the show and talk marching band? No, she doesn't want to? We'll be out in a second. Okay. So we're sitting there saying, we're like, we were all like, after your performance, we're like, uh, like I'm on my feet. Like, we're all like, yeah. Well, because well, even I'm, before we got on the field, at, like you could hear the murmurs like as like people are coming off the field and then no no got, no no so it was like for us it was like yes we're like we got no, no, this I'm talking like, before the competition oh. the b- before the performance everything was like murmuring or whatever and then the PA announcer now from Grand Rapids Michigan presenting their program Rosie the Riveter we can do it MCB is proud to present the Grand Rapids Northview Wildcat Marching Band. And everything goes, <sighs> we all went, yeah. We were the favorite to win. Everyone loved our show. Byron Center, Rockford, by the way. You guys got one raid in at Rockford. No, no, that was at East, East Kentwood. East Kentwood, sorry. We won Rockford. We we won at Rockford. Right. You you won at Rockford. But you guys were like, it was the greatest going all the way into it. Because I, I never did the out. This I ne- was the year. And I just remember, because it worked out perfectly. Those two, my sophomore, junior year, well, my sophomore year of college, that we didn't have a game that weekend. And the next season, I was not playing at that point. And I just remember, like, jacked up. Like, it was, like, this is it. And then you guys, it was a perfect, we, seriously, 
Because when you're during the football games, it's like, hey, all right, they're having fun. Oh, she dropped one. It's okay. At competitions, as a viewer, it's geek. You're like you. Your butt is clenched tighter than <laughs> anything else. Like it's. I don't know how bad it is for you guys, but for us, it's literally. It's just watching because you're. It's like watching a game in overtime. You know, one mistake will cost it. That's exactly how it felt, and it was everything was perfect, and we got through. Like it was like, huh, and we all went yes, we they did it. It's over, and then all of a sudden we're watching this, and I swear to gosh, if there was a video camera of the gosh star, I mean. It looked like, for us in particular, it literally felt like watching the Titanic fall in the ocean. It was the slowest thing in the world, and then, and then we just said, it was just silent, because we didn't know what to do. We're like, and all of a sudden, someone whispered, that's going to hurt their score. And then all of us just did, like, we, it was right there, we're like, this can't be happening. It can't be happening because we're thinking we're thinking our eyes the and like all right no but it's got to be the group the the actual people on the field not the pit it can't be the pit and we're just like the one darn time you let the adults drive you do it every single time I'm like why change this is talking to the most superstitious person in this room right now you change one thing you're gonna lose you change you let the kids drive you win you let the stupid adults drive who've probably been drinking on that bus with us guess oh, what oh my goodness. No, that's not the case. Okay, but, they, I don't think we're drinking. But okay, mom and I were. Mom and I were drinking on the bus. Here's the thing: during most during competitions, the the parents drove. That's not. It wasn't the matter <coughs> of what they did. But it oh, just we. Here's the thing: I never, I, I never I, came, I, I, I never I, came close to a state championship victory in hockey. Never came. Oh, excuse me. I mean, I won the one might. That doesn't count, though. I There was one year we had a really good playoff run going in my peewee year in playoffs. We came this close to playing at Compuera Arena. But we never... I never... I can say that's a bigger loss in your career because that was it. That that was that was the biggest moment of... Well, you, actually, no. Scratch that. It, you guys were one smart driver away from going to Indianapolis. No, you guys wouldn't have gone. No, we didn't. We didn't pl- uh, do Band of America. It was state finals. That was the. That's it you, you guys want. You guys want to do it though. M- it's no. You have to be. You have to do like Band of America stuff throughout the entire season. Oh, it's that's, not, it's, that's, it's, it's, that's it's not. It's not like you win the championship, then you go to the to national. That's why Reese Puffer went to it. Okay, got it. Yeah, Reese Puffer and Jenison go all the time. Oh well, anyway. they go every single year, no matter how well they score. Well, they're wrong, but. Yeah, I I asked Mr. Wells like my senior year, like as we were getting, and I asked him, "It's like, so what was our score for my sophomore year, like without the time penalty?" And he said, "I think it was just under ninety six. That would have blown away Byron Center. Yeah, no, they would have. We would have blown them away by four points, just about four whole points." And we lost by less than half a point. It's all because Chelly's closed and Hockey Town Cafe closed. Yeah. I'm blaming the city of Detroit. I'm it, blaming the city of Detroit. Everything that entire day. I remember was it was perfect. I remember that too because that you guys stayed in the one parking lot where the Nadamakin Sioux. That's our lot parking lot. That was the lot that you guys were at. No, that's like our lot every single year. And it's just the walk up, like we're all like. Okay, mom and I walked off because we had to, you know, 
we had to physically prepare for that. You know, just had to make sure we were... Make sure all you ride up. You ride on a gosh darn bus, a school bus, with band parents for two hours, and you don't tell me <laughs> that you need a little bit of help and support from our good friends and Jack Daniels and Jim Beat. Fair. And, but it was, like, that sucked. I... I don't know if you ever felt that way towards me, and I don't ex- ever expect you to, but that was the one time in my life that I was like, I was legitimately pissed for stuff for you. Because, like, I watch your lacrosse games. I watch when you go to Canton Cup and soccer tournaments and all that stuff, and I was always cheering for you and stuff like that. That time I was like, I was devastated. I was, I was purely devastated. And then after which, they were like, hey, our, our uh, drum techie, Taught it oh, that school. was the drum battle. He was like, hey, we should do a drum battle. Like like you guys versus them. It'd be cool. Yeah. And we went up against, I think it was Puffer. Either that or Byron Center. Either way. Actually, I think it was Byron Center because he taught there at, time, at the time. So it was just us versus the people that just beat us. And we're just sitting there and we're doing our thing. And during the entire time, I'm just sitting there, I'm like, I want to go home. I want to go home, and I want to wake up. And this was a dream. This was a dream. Tomorrow's the real thing. Wake up the next day. Nope, it's just Sunday. Sunday, November. Sunday, November, went to band that Monday, that, that next Monday, and... Did you even watch the pro- – because I know some – didn't you guys used to watch them too? We uh, – you weren't allowed to – you didn't watch the – We're talking oh, about – we're talking about how we got – how my band got screwed my sophomore year. Instead the year of before getting, we started dating. Instead of getting almost a 96, we lost with a 92 point something with – We literally looked up the scores. We had to know. Because I remember yeah. Byron Center was in your flight, and I just for some reason remember that. I was mad because <laughs> – Yeah. 2014. That was the year before you came. No, that was the year before you came and watched us. No, but I was in Granville and I was in there marching. Band That's when they finished. Oh, so then you knew that Northview was the favorite to win. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was when Granville finished seventh we in Kelly's ha- senior year. We had the. We finished sixth my freshman year. My sophomore <clears throat> year, was bad. we had a badass year that year. Badass year of finishing sixth. Okay, here's the thing though. Michigan flight one is hard. Oh, you guys are in flight one. That's right. Yeah. Here's the thing. Flight two and three, very close. Flight one and four, far different. It's far harder because... Really? Godwin Heights won with a 90. Flight four. <coughs> Who is in second, though? Second was Nuego with an 88.95. competition with each other. Like and welcome to the Kill Podcast marching band show. Flight two and three, the competitions are usually Do you want the mic? Close. Okay. Flight one, it's usually about the bottom five versus the top five. It's like Rockford, Lake Orion, Wald Lake, Plymouth, Canton in like the top. The best part, part is everyone not from Michigan, like all of our California listeners, are just like, "What in the actual blank is going on?" And then like, here? and like you kind of sprinkle in like Athens in there, isn't it? No, we don't have Athens. We have uh, Grand Blanc is the one that usually have. We have who do we have in that? Oh yeah, no, Troy Athens is in there. Yeah, Troy Athens. They're, they're just like sprinkled in there somewhere. They have Livonia Franklin. I'm so sorry. One of my uh, one of the Palm Girls is from Livonia Franklin. 
Plymouth, Canton, and Rockford are the two that I... Rockford is... My sister's moving to Rockford. My sister married a Rockford grad. It's a sad day for our family. Although he's awesome. Kelly is just talking, by the way. We're just letting her go. Rain Pride. Rain Pride. <laughs> Welcome to Northview, home of South Rockford. It's hey, North. It's hey, Northview Heights. Hey. What are you doing? What? Hey, watch hey, out! Hey. Headsets are flying here at the Kill Podcast, the Marching Band Show. <laughs> Greg, see, Greg was cool because I actually met Greg long before you did. Mister right? Wells, to you, sir. I knew Greg. No, I you were not on that no. level, David. Uh-uh. No, David Wells, Mister Wells, his his uncle. Da- no, we're not done yet. We're still going. Hold on here. Mr. Wells, yes. I said Mr. Wells. But I met Greg actually at Ariel's. He actually coached us a couple days. Well, yeah, because that's what he, that's that's his like passion outside yeah. of music. Yeah. So that's why. Now it's his kids. <laughs> now that's why I, I, I've known him. I've called him Greg. Hey, Greg. Hey, how's it going? Because he knows who I am. You finally got to that point when you graduated. It just, eh. It was, lo- it, was, it was my entire senior year that I, I knew him as Greg, but I called him Mr. Wells. Did you guys ever think, I know we're completely off hockey, and if anyone's listening at this point, good for you. Did you ever think you guys were going to win senior year? Because which, which one was that? Junior year was the sucky one with the racing. Junior year was the racing one. It was originally called the race, and then it was race to the finish, and yes. then it became, um, oh, was it? Oh, was it? I forgot what the, the final you name was. You said danger zone at some point in there. Yeah, danger zone. But it sucked. I'm sorry. It sucked. It was like Danger Zone and then like Fix You was in there somewhere. Yeah, I don't know why. But what was the what was your senior year one again? Poseidon. <sighs> How'd you guys finish third? Very simple. <laughs> we had Reese Puffer and Jennison in front of us. Reese Puffer had one of the most experimental shows. We just couldn't compete against, and that's why okay. we couldn't. We could not come. They had a talk show as their show. They that's, had a full stage. This is with why a talk show. This is why, and I remember I said this. I think after the racing one, I said it wasn't because you guys lost because the show was dumb. But I said, I'm like, this is why it's just complete. I'm wrapping up my thought here. Then we'll. Say, g- I want to spend some time with my husband before I have to work for the next two nights. This is yeah. This is the last thing we're doing. By the way, I, for everyone that wanted hockey, goodbye, everybody. Continue. I, what one of the things I said was like, it's too much, like, it looks too much like a theater performance, like too much props. That's what I think. I get it. You want to have a show and have a performance. That's just what the sport has evolved to. I know. That's what I'm saying. It stinks that way, though. It's, it's who's got the bigger, the nicer props, the better set. And I understand it's it's how it is. It comes down to who has the easiest plot to follow. And who has within that plot the best performance? Right. It's no longer. It's real. It's. Li- I'll be honest with you, Alex. It's. It's, it's not. It's, it's, it's not formation anymore. It's. More it or less is. It still is. It's, to an extent, it's judging factor. It's. But, but. But there's no. There's more pressure put on general effect. I why will do agree. You, why do you? I know you knock it because Michigan. A lot of those college marching bands. They like to do different college shows. marching bands or traditional marching bands. But they're also they just play show tunes. They don't do. What DCI does, they don't even do what high school marching band does. It's as different. far as as far as pure talent and musicianship, high school marching band I would take any day. But the thing is that they try to do different stuff every week. They try to do much more on the field with the with the members of the band. 
That's what I'm trying to say. That's why I'm okay no, they with don't. No, they don't. But here's the thing: they make formations. They make like care, like whenever they no, would. No, try no, no. To- okay, okay. I understand what you're saying. However, you're completely wrong. You guys played what? Okay, here's my thing, Alex. I love this. Is why I'm gonna? This is my last point on this. I promise. You then guys I'll did. You. you guys did the same show for every game during the season. Yes. In every show, because that was your thing. Whereas it, college it, marching bands, there's like no competition. It's more or less just, hey, let's just do a halftime show. Yeah. This, this week, we're going to do this. This week, we're going to do this. Different, different, different. Changing, changing, changing. Versatility. Yeah, you want to know why? Because for them, A, so you're right. They don't have any competition, so how do they stay relevant? They depend on entertainment factor. That's what their purpose is, is for entertainment. Exploding. High school marching bands that compete, their purpose is to compete. So if you go to, you know, even a, a college basketball game and MSU Pompon is performing during the halftime show, if they do the same show three weeks in a row, you want to know why they're doing that? Is because they're preparing for their competition, the finals. That's why we did the same show over and over again. And what you bring out if, with, they do more with interacting with the members on the field? No, it's completely wrong. Those college marching bands, their drill and everything that they do on field is super easy. It looks cool because that's, they're a, do, that's they, the point. They, it looks cool because it's easy to understand. Ohio State does a Michael Jackson show. What's the easy thing to do? Get the band members and make them look like they're doing like someone's doing a moonwalk on the field. It's cool. It's like whoa. That's the point. That's what I'm saying. The simplicity of it, Alex. College marching bands focus on wow factor in someone who, is, who went to watch a football game can be like, damn, that's cool. That's pretty cool. What high school marching bands, especially at the MCBA level, and I'd say also MSBOA because I know Katie listens to the show sometimes. They do it on the basis of technique, musicianship musicianship difficulty and hockey you you get judged on how well you perform as far as goals points stuff like that and obviously you have penalties high school marching band you have general effect which is the wow factor you have um which goes into what do your props look like do you have do you not have props what do your flags look like costumes drill and then it goes into musicianship, and then you have drum scores, then you have brass scores, then you have woodwind scores. Everything is so technical and so technique-driven. It's so much more difficult, and that's why for a band person like me, it's far better. It's not maybe as entertaining to the casual fan, but to actual fans, I think they would take like high school any day. That's why people that do high school bands even while they're in high school or if they're like just getting into college, you see them doing DCI stuff. They are the professional best of the best of the best. I can tell you right now, 75% of marching bands, college bands, if they took that skill level, they would never make it in DCI. Never. It's just too different. In hockey news... Cole Caulfield has declared that he will return to Wisconsin for the 2020-2021 season. Good. Just saying. Montreal Canadiens prospect. Yeah, I know it wasn't a whole lot of hockey today, but it's okay. 
But if you tell us, hey, if you like what we talked about, you know, just chatting, having a good time, have a little chitter chatter, tweet us at the Kill Podcast, use the hashtag the Kill Podcast, tell us your most, I guess, demoralizing defeat, the one you'll never be able to live down. Why you- is it during the coronavirus we're talking about stuff that makes us sad? <laughs> Because it brings back memories. doesn't bring us back to what's going on today. Make sure you tweet Harrison, Thanks too. Thanks for the memories. Even tweet, so tweet Harrison bad. at Watt with two Ts Harrison on Twitter. Also, follow Thomas Biondo. We had him for a minute. We'll probably have him on in a couple weeks, too. Because Why are you be- plugging Harrison? He wasn't even on the show. Because we talked about his topic on there. I'm plugging Thomas, too. At Thomas Biondo, number one. Thomas Biondo with B-I-O-N-D. Thomas Vincent. Meow. Viondo. You said Viondo. Did I say Viando? You said Viando. Viando. Buddy, you've had half a game. I have had nothing. You've had half I've a I've had nothing. Oh, you've had nothing? I've had nothing. Buddy, the season's over. <laughs> I don't care. Anyways. Yes, follow I'm us on there. I'm still taking in that scholarship money while I can. No, for flip and sakes. Calm yourself, bud. I'm not getting paid right now, so. None of us are getting paid. Well, I mean, technically, Ryan says he's going to have to find a way to pay me the rest of my money, but that's okay. They'll figure it out. I next we'll have a show next week. We'll have a show weekly. Will we? Yeah, we will. Why? Well, just, more. We'll just, just start that with dumb stuff. Here, hey. just just have a five minute insert of, hey, the NHL canceled the season officially. It's over. Goodbye, everybody. No, I, we're gonna we'll talk. See, we'll, we'll, here's we'll, the thing. Okay, we'll for see my, you back in August. For my sake, Alex. For my sanity, I need to talk. It's literally like you know. People say when you're on like missions or whatever, something like, you have to talk to a camera just so you don't go crazy, like have like a diary or something like that. This is my diary. This is me talking about something. You might do shows by yourself then, because if there's no more hockey, what do you? Oh, you want me to story, story time with Tyler? Oh my gosh, dude, dude, hockey Thursday, Tyler. That's Kelly Collin. We'd probably get her up here. Yeah, that's about it. We'll be back next week. I'll be back next week. Alex, you know what? If you want to flake off, go for it. But you know what? We'll have good, awesome. Stuff. I can't say hockey because I don't know. Content. Hashtag content. Hashtag quality content. Quality. T for Tyler. That's me. Great show, bud. Thanks, bud. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. I didn't finish my pizza. Mm -mm. You didn't. I still have two. Darn it! I forgot I gave you the pizza. Good boy. Did you even? Did you have the garlic sauce? I did. Do you, what? I don't. I don't like it, dude. It's so good. It's buttery and gar. It's butter and garlic, dude. How can you be mad? It's just. It, it's like. Yeah. It's weird. I don't think so. You're wrong.